following podcast contains adult themes, sexual content, and adult language. But would you rather have it any other way? Alright, so welcome to the Would Would Rather podcast where we tackle some of the hardest, usually awkward, sometimes serious, mostly funny, Would You Rather questions. Today's question is, would you rather have one single all-encompassing religion for the whole world or no religion at all? I'm your host Ming, and today on the band's panel, we have um, currently studying psychology. That's right. Um, and with a very strong uh, Christian background, if I'm mm-hmm. correct, yeah. Michelle, thank you for joining us today. No problem, thanks for having me. Oh, um, the queen of halal. And <laughs> wow. The, the ex love of my life, Ren. <laughs> Ren. Way to make it awkward. Hey. Thank hey. you. Thank you for coming. <laughs> X because you weren't hello. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wasn't allowed pig, but she had the biggest pig of all. Yeah, it's very true. <laughs> um, and her good friend, uh, Crew, who I haven't met before. Hello. But thank you so much for joining us today, Crew. Cool. Alright, so a single religion, as opposed to, you know, all these different religions that we currently have in the world, or no religion at all. Like, what are, we, what are we thinking? Well, when you first said the question, my first thought was, like, no religion at all. Because mm. with my upbringing, like, I pretty much didn't have a choice in it. So mm-hmm. it was, like, very conservative Christian. And when I was raised, we were in a very isolated environment. So all my friends and family friends and everything, all the people I went to school with, they went to the same church. So I, didn't, I wasn't aware that there was any other life or any other religion really available um, until I was, like, 15. So sure. for me... The feeling of like that being applied to the whole world immediately made me go like, oh no. <laughs> okay, yeah. Yeah. So that's my initial thought, but obviously it's more complicated because I'm thinking, well, I still am Christian to some extent. So mm-hmm. I'm like, well, it is obviously important to me and it's important to millions and millions of people, all the different religions. So, you know, what would we be missing out on if we didn't have religion? Okay, sure. So what... It's interesting that you say that you didn't really have any interaction or any knowledge of like any mm. other sort of um, religions mm. until quite later in life. Um, do you think it's because that no matter sort of what religious sect you're really from, it's kind of like they want to keep it within the family? Is that something like... Yeah, it's definitely keep it within the community. They didn't really want us having interactions with people. And the reason I found out about other ways of living was because I started working at Maccas in Kanana. <laughs> Shout out to Maccas in Kanana. <laughs> Place to be, guys. So I got like a crash course in sort of different culture there, (laughs) you could say. And um, yeah, and and a lot of the people at the church were really sketchy about the idea of a few of me and my friends going to work there because they didn't want us to have that exposure. Like they didn't think we were ready or something. I'm like, well, do they expect us to keep us here forever? But it felt like that. So yeah. That's very strange because like my upbringing was sort of the opposite to yours. I knew a lot about other religions, but. I was just never allowed to explore them. (laughs) (gasps) I spilled it. I suppose in saying that though, like growing up, I had a lot of indigenous friends. I had Asian friends and white friends and stuff. So yeah, all my friends were white. (laughs) Yeah. I was very exposed to different cultures and different religions and people at a very young age. My Mm. best friend in like six was an, an indigenous girl. Uh, But yeah, I don't know when, when going back to that question, Hmm? You have to think about the essence of religion as well. Mm. You know, like, it's people that F it up. 
because they translate things differently. (laughs) Of course, if everyone had the same type of mind, religion is not that bad Mm. because it's just trying to direct you to be a good person and to be good to other people. Unless you had, like, one religion and everyone became, like, a fucking terrorist. But even then, like, Mm. just for the hypothetical um, side of things, what if the universal religion was Christianity? Christianity is based on the Bible. But even within Christianity, there's so many different interpretations of it. So even if the whole world called themselves Christian, they probably still wouldn't all look the same. And you'd probably still get those nut jobs who would want to force their version of Christianity down everyone else's throats, Mm -hmm. just like you get in every religion. So it's more like, I don't even know if that would make things harmonious. So, because there's so much, there's a lot of uh, tension in religion as well as between religions. I think. I mean, do you have like, just like how Christianity has kind of like many different sects, Mm. I I guess. Like denominations. Denominations. Um, Would that be the same for like both Islam and Hinduism? Is that... Um, it's, it's pretty true. Like, I grew up in India all my life, and um, it's probably the most diverse in terms of population in every religion. Like, there's more Muslims in India probably than many Muslim countries in the world, um, which sort of coexist with Hinduism and other, other religions. So I sort of, from very young childhood, I had an exposure to all religions. Um, and, yeah, so even within Hinduism, there's a number of sects. Yeah, you could use the word sex for that one. Okay. I went to a school that was part of a Hindu sect sort of foundation. So it was actually run by saints. Um, it was like an international school okay. that was actually run by saints. And it's it's one of the best schools in India, whatever. So you would have this um, um, sort of a school building where we are taught that Big Bang Theory happened. And then you'd go home to your boarding and in the evenings you'd hear a discourse from a saint saying, it happened from Vishnu's navel or something. Sure. So there's this constant... A lot of contrast. Yeah. <clears throat> there's this constant contrast. Um, and, and, and yeah, like, like you said, there, there are sects within Hinduism as, as well. But I've found that the sects within Hinduism seem to be a little more um, cohesive than, than um, some other religions. Do you think they're cohesive because of the, like, you know, stem of where Hinduism comes from? Or, like the interpretation is all quite similar. Like, because, you know, when you see Muslims, yeah. there's two, there's only two types. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I only remember one. <laughs> is it like Sunni and uh, Sunni, Shia? Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Sunni and yeah. Shia. Yeah. And they like hate each other. Yeah. They cannot coexist. And it's weird because you're, you're essentially the same. Sure. I don't understand. So like even my parents, you know, cause they were raised to be like that way. They look down upon like, you know, the other, say, so I don't even know what my family is. How bad is <laughs> I was that? I gonna ask you. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I am a Sunni. Okay, sure. Okay. Because one of them is like really looked down upon because they do really weird things, apparently. So like, there's this part when you pray, and you like you're sitting down, and you have to like point your finger when you get to this certain point in like the verse. But these people like so no, normal. I'm putting inverted commas. Normal Muslims <laughs> just point their finger and that's it. Yeah. Cheers. Apparently, like they twirl it, like it's some weird. That's it's okay. very. That's why they're like what? That's and like and like no, 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 like people say look down on them because to them, to other Muslims, it's like they have changed the religion just to suit themselves. Oh right, okay. sure, sure. You know, yeah. like there's there's times apparently like within I don't know somewhere in the month that they're allowed to like drink alcohol, but everyone knows that Muslims don't drink yeah, alcohol. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. You know, so it's sort of like. 
where do you draw the line? And I guess that comes with Christianity as oh, well. Yeah. Cause I was, so I was many, actually thinking. Because there's so yeah. many different, you know, branches of it. Yeah. But, like, you know, in Islam there's only two. I was thinking about that a lot. Like, because you get the fundamentalist Christians who are very, like, like to interpret the Bible quite literally, which doesn't work because it's, because it's, you're it's not a historical in, like, document. Because you're not in AD land. And they don't look at context for the verses. They just pick and choose and you just get all this random weird stuff out of it. And you're like, that's not, you're not reading it into context or it's called um, an exegetical reading if you read it okay. within the context and everything Sure, like that. sure. Right. But, and yeah, then you get the really liberal ones who like to, the fundamentalists accuse them of, twisting it to suit their own lives so i'm way more on the liberal side of things but all the conservative ones are like oh you're just twisting it to, so you can do what yeah, you want thing, though, like religion doesn't change that's the yeah. problem everything else changes but they're expecting this one document never yeah. to change it's just like that doesn't make sense yeah i don't know <laughs> it's a book <laughs> I, I think i just oh, while you guys were talking I, I just realized that um your question that why is sex within hinduism more cohesive than other religions i think because it seems to me, gathering from what you guys are saying and observing, um, that these sects in Christianity and, and Islam were formed due to differences, mm. whereas the sects within Hinduism are formed due to um, you choosing which god you worship to, oh, okay. or, okay. or geographical differences. Yeah. You mm-hmm. see, because um, I I can't think of sects within Hinduism that are formed because of disagreement. Oh, okay, that's um, really interesting. So Sounds probably, like a better way to do things. Yeah, <laughs> let's not become Hindus. <laughs> so, so it's interesting that you say that because, from you know the the religions that we have here, um, Hinduism seems to be the only one that has um, not just the one, I guess the one it's, scripture. It's, it's like not, not it's just monotheist. the Bible. It's, yeah. Yeah, it's not monotheist, right? Yeah. yeah. So you have multiple scriptures. If if I'm correct, so yeah. you've got like the uh, the what is it the. Bhagavad Gita. Bhagavad Gita. Yeah. Which, um, is all, which is actually part of a much bigger scripture. Sure. Um, called Mahabharata. It's, it's just one song. Ah, uh, okay. Within sure. another scripture. Okay, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's massive. Like the, the archives mm-hmm. are massive when it comes to literature in Sanskrit and Hinduism. It's just never ending. Uh, but you also have to consider the fact that Hinduism is concentrated in one single subcontinental region. So it's mm. basically Bhutan, Nepal, China. I can't even consider Bhutan anymore because it's primarily Buddhism, mm-hmm. which is a whole other faction now. Sure. Um, but majority of Hinduism is concentrated in the subcontinent with some um, sort of diaspora everywhere. Yeah. So what's interesting to me about like whether or not there should only be one religion or no religion, as someone that didn't really have a religious upbringing... Like my parents really was just like, regardless of our own background, you read and you do your own thing and you make your own choices. So from my own like personal studies um, and discoveries of like certain religions, because that's a topic I'm really interested in, it seems like no matter what religion, there, there does seem to be like an underlying theme. Okay, so um, in this case, there is only, in essence, like one God. Maybe in Hinduism there is... Um, from what I understand, many gods, but it all comes from, you know, the, the single, yeah. all eternal entity, you know, the, yeah. the, the, the Brahman, if I'm correct. Um, yeah, so the three main entities. Okay, yeah. Um, and, and basically you trace every one of them back to all three of them. Would you like me to name them? Yeah, yeah, oh, cool. if good. Uh, so there's Brahma, Vishnu, and Mahesh. Okay, yeah. The way it goes is Brahma is the where it all, um, Vish, Vishnu is where it all originated from. Mm-hmm. He created the universe and everything. Brahma is sort of the operator of it. 
and he also represents time. Um, this is interesting about Hinduism because every other, every sort of uh, a meta god, if you may. So these three would be like meta god or something. Yeah. They represent certain um, aspects of physics, like time, universe, continuum, etc. Oh, okay. Um, it's very interesting. Um, so Brahma is the operator. Vishnu is where it all started, and Shiva is like the destroyer. So he sort of makes sure that there's a destruction of old and creation of new kind of thing. And every other god are more or less their incarnations. Yeah. Okay, yeah, sure. So they're like rep- representations of like the original three. It's, it's kind of like um, over a period of long history of this earth, they sort of mythologically, they um, they took a different sort of avatar, if you may. That's, okay. that's where the word avatar oh, comes from. Oh, right, okay. Yeah. Love the cartoon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's where the word comes from because they take a different avatar, meaning they assume a human identity and enter the world to sort of change the course of history if you may. That's really interesting. It yeah. reminds me of like the Father, the Son and the Holy Ghost, yeah. like the Trinity. So, so yeah. many parallels. Yeah. 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 Everywhere. But anyway, what were you saying about the whole Yeah, sure. So, thing? I mean, if that was the case, like is there no way to establish like is it unfathomable for you know, everyone from all different levels of faith and all different kinds of faith to come together and go, okay, let's have a look at the set principles of our, our beliefs and then establish like you know our foundation or baseline which is kind of like all-encompassing so like um, take the similarities out of everything and let's just run with that like what are what are some of the pros or i mean i can see what the pros are what are some of the cons right the negatives that could come from this discussion right uh, com- forcing confirmation so I, my one of my biggest concerns is the intersection of religion and government. So I'm very anti the crossover of religion mm-hmm. and government because I don't like the idea that a religious rule is legislated as law, forcing mm-hmm. everyone to follow it, um, even though those people may not believe in that law. So when mm-hmm. I think something becomes written law of the country or the world, if this is the theory we're going with, then that would concern me because then it takes out the element of personal choice, and which I think is a very important thing of religion. Because what does it mean if you don't choose it willingly? So if, it's, if there's only one religion, there's no other option. You either believe it or you don't. There's no other paths of life to choose from in a sense. So it sort of takes out the element of free will and it doesn't account for the very many millions of individual differences between people. I think there's a reason multiple religions exist. So in that regard, that I think that's like a con and a pro to having no religion is that you don't need... I don't think you need a religion to have a moral code. Right. I think it helps. Right. I think it gives mm. you something to focus on and maybe gives you a reason. But in my idealistic worldview, I'd like people to think that just being a decent human being is enough of a reason to be a decent human being. A lot of people won't be decent human beings or like, you know, they hit rock bottom. Not enough people. Drogos and then they all of a sudden find Christianity or, you know, like the amount of black rappers that have become Muslims because they've just found their calling. Like, you know, that's the thing. Like, should we have like no religion then if when it comes to yeah if there's no religion about choice yeah. if there's no religion then there's the op, there's the running the risk of having too much choice and if you you'd really rely on the law of the land which isn't always reliable so yeah. i'm just gonna turn on the fan yeah sure so yeah that there is like the risk of either way so you either have not enough choice or too much choice but i think like it kind of reminds me of um 
thinking of like having one religion, it sort of reminds me of like a dictatorship in yeah. a sense. So people are forced to what, believe. Something. What are the cost people are willing to pay for control and order? And there's always going to be the people that differ from it. So it, either one is unrealistic, but yeah. <laughs> I think uh, if we actually go back to why religious disagreements or just disagreements happen is because we like to stick with people as a tribe, w- mm. people that agree with us, and sure. anything you know. Like when we like, you want to stick to people that you're alike. Yes, that's how we form communities, right? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. when when sort of um, conventional uh, sort of people in our communities, mm. like. It, it, the first thing come out of the mountain wall with the community thing, you know, mm. that like that's a big deal for them. Yeah, and I think that's because people like to sort of just belong in the tribe and. Oh, that's a that's a psych thing. Psych. Yeah, yeah. So I'm touching. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm touching psychologically. <laughs> yeah, but because we we tend to stick with people that agree with us. Yeah, confirmation bias. Confirmation yeah. bias. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and if 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 someone doesn't agree with us, we have to sort of become defensive or offensive to them. We can't mm-hmm. just understand them. You either assimilate, okay you assimilate the exactly. view or you uh, change your worldview, which is very uncomfortable for most people. It's so very, they, yeah. tend to just they tend to just go ignore it yeah. and just avoid it and be like, well, I'm just going to stay in my safe little environment, yeah. which is often your safe little tribe, people who don't challenge your views and agree with them. Yeah. And you just find yourself living in an echo chamber, basically. So <laughs> yeah, it's a psychological sure. thing yeah. to avoid distress yeah. and... Um, make your life easier, basically. I think, <laughs> and I think that's what religion uses mm. to a great... I mean, I don't know if it's willingly or unwillingly. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm sure if they're employing, like, psychological, you know, tactics or anything. Probably but not. Probably like, not. Probably not but, consciously. But. Yeah, but it, it sort of explains. Um, and so that just sort of shows that as long as there will be a disagreement, um, there would always be a different religion. A religion. Mm. And, and I don't think we could ever agree on one. No, the psychology just doesn't. The no. science doesn't add up, and it would just people don't happen. work that way. Yeah, no, yeah. just don't work that way. Yeah. What if, from the very beginning, okay, let's imagine a world for like from the very beginning, there was then only one faith that no one could disagree with, purely based on the fact that because maybe there was not so many. You know, there's no way to misinterpret it, or there's no different variations of it. It's very black and white. Like, imagine a, f- a religion where the foundation is just purely, you know, be good to others, or something like that. You know, where it's very basic. It's just like one mantra, and there's no way to essentially disagree with it because well, there every, is. because because well, there every, is there always is because human beings are we human beings. There is some, simply because uh, if the premise of the religion is be good to others, sure. then you have to define what is yeah, good exactly, and in right. what situation, like. Is killing someone in self-defense, can that be considered a good thing? Or are you meant to just let yourself be killed so you don't do harm to someone else? Like, there's all those grey areas ethically to navigate. And there's always going to be people that disagree, even on the definition of what does being good mean. So sometimes people think being good is um, just the absence of harm. So they won't actively seek out to do good to others, but they just won't try to do harm. But then you'll get the people who will be like, no, that means we have to feed all the poor or do all this and be really active about it and that that's a disagreement mm-hmm. in, a, in and of itself so there's always going to be disagreement no matter what you do <laughs> sure okay that's fair enough like yeah so even if there was one single religion you still have a disagreement that is i don't want to follow the one single religion mm. like I'll, I'll choose to be an atheist or something okay yeah so there would always be something that we disagree on no matter if it's just one single religion mm. yeah but the, the thing is with this, 
is, okay, let's say in this hypothetical where there was one single religion, and you could believe it or you don't, but there was no other, you know, possible um, creation of a different type of religion, right? It was just like this one religion, whatever it's called, and you can re- you can either be a follower or not, mm-hmm. right? Now, are there if, consequences for not following this religion, though? Mm-hmm. No. Okay. No. Okay. I think in that case, it wouldn't be called or treated as the religion religion mm-hmm. we know it today. Mm-hmm. I think if there was just one religion that people knew of. Mm-hmm. it'll be more sort of a way of life. Yeah, like this, this is, is just how, how it is. Yeah, that's yeah. how it is. <laughs> and that's sort of how a lot of religions have come to be and evolved. Like Hinduism was, from what I understand, is never spo- was never supposed to be a religion. Hinduism was just a way of life in that part of the world uh, and how they lived. Sure. Um, it wasn't sort of enforced. There was never a point of, oh, I'm a Hindu or you're a Hindu. Mm-hmm. It was just a way of life. Okay. Um and I think that's what it would be. Mm. You wouldn't call it religion if it was just one religion. It would just be the way of life. Mm. It's just how things are done in this world. True. Would that be like a better world than than the way it is now? Do you think? Uh, I'm sure we'll find something else to disagree on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, people always find something else to disagree on. I mean, it doesn't take out the um, the tension people like countries have over land and things like that in history. It's just it would take out some of the biggest um, conflicts that have happened in history where people don't have a religious basis for their worldview. So if they, like, take slavery in America, for example, a lot of uh, southern white slave owners and northerners, when they did it, they used religion, they used the Bible, as a way to back up their claim. You're always going to have people that will do that where they'll, like... But if there's no text, nothing for them to be like, well, this proves my point of view is more mm. valid than yours, then maybe that would reduce some of the conflicts, at least from like such a big level. Because yeah, you know sure. how you get those big ideological struggles, like, for example, the pro-choices versus the anti-abortion ones. Yeah. Like, you wouldn't have... You would hopefully not have those massive ideological cultural struggles mm. to contend with. You would hope. That's probably being optimistic. <laughs> yeah, so with, with issues and topics like that, for example, like the pro-choice or pro-life, etc. Mm. Now, if if it wasn't founded, or you, if the argument wasn't based upon like a religious standpoint, mm. as in like, oh, you know, God said this, mm. and you eliminate that completely, what would that discussion then be like? It would be a matter of science. So a lot of scientists do, they don't classify a fetus as a life. Um, but there's a lot of grey area around it and there's a lot of scientists that do think that it, um, the potential for life or the fact that it's developing into life is a form of life and therefore should be protected. So you're still going to get the um, disagreement, but whether or not it would be such a massive thing that people are like... Because you, you've seen like some of the... I don't know if you've seen, but I've seen a lot of the things that anti-abortionists or pro-life are, pro-lifers have written and they're just rabid about it like they're just so Mm. passionate about their view and that's because they believe that the life is protected by god Mm -hmm. so they think it's sort of sacred and that gives like a a purpose to their um opinion or worldview that wouldn't exist otherwise like it sort of backs it up and makes it sort of almost infallible like this is not just my opinion i've heard this from god and they it seems more like 
legit if mm. they do it that way yeah. and instead of just this is my opinion based on scientific fact it's not that it's, yeah. this is my opinion because this is what I believe from what I've interpreted from the Bible and what God has said to me and it becomes this big thing and you'd think that the conflicts would be more rational <laughs> sure. than ideological yeah I, I think uh, sort of make, making things sound credible is at mm. like the very core of religion because mm. um, in order to get people attention and, and get people to be believing in something you're saying, it has to come from sort of like a charismatic point of view. Yeah. Mm. I was reading a very interesting article, which was this is why evangelists and you know those um, what, do, what do you call them? You see them early in the morning and they're talking about religion on TV. Oh, the televangelists. Yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> I think it was like a cool word for it. But they're they're all very charismatic mm. because. That makes everything much more credible. If you ever go to a church service, which I do sometimes, all the preachers, they're very good speakers, very good public speakers. They're funny, they're engaging, they're, like, personable. Like, you can't just be up there and be this awkward person just trying to, like, read off a list that you've written. Like, you have to be very charismatic. Do you know, if you ever get to see African pastors and African mm, evangelists, oh, yeah, yeah. they are right. so charismatic. Yeah. They get people's attention like crazy. Because mm-hmm. that just makes everything sound so much more credible, exactly. right? Exactly. Yeah. Um, I, it, and a lot of like Christianity also apply, like it, it appeals to people's emotions instead yeah. of logic. Uh, yeah. especially, especially if you're looking at like Pentecostalism yeah. and um, evangelism. It's all about how you feel. Yeah. So you go to a church service, they rile you up yeah. and you're like, oh yeah, this, this feels legit. <laughs> and then you go home and it's like a week later, you're like, oh, I don't feel the same anymore. And you try it's and like read your down. Bible. And you're so, yeah, it literally, no, it actually yeah. feels like that. Like it feels like it's coming. It really is. Do you know what? Yeah. Whatever problems you're having in life, this is what religion does and this is what charismatic pastors and, and priests of any religion mm. do is basically they promise you sort of a magical way out of yeah. it. And they always help you sort of put the blame on something. Like, yeah. oh, it's God's will, yeah. or it's this or that. Yeah, or there's, there's a very what big lack of personal yeah. responsibility. Do you know why? Because <laughs> the person who's going through a distressed life, which almost everyone in present day is, mm. when you take the responsibility out of them, you, you sort of blame it on someone else. Yeah. It's so much lighter on their shoulders. Yeah, you blame it on an outside force. Yeah. Like so much better about exactly. exactly. A big one in Christianity is like, the devil is working his his forces are working on your life and you have to like do these things to you know make sure it's really like and i used to completely buy into it and i'll be like yeah like um if i'm not careful and i don't you know keep up like demons will come and interfere in my life and things like that i even get that from my parents in all honesty because i'm quite open with my beliefs and Mm. my non-beliefs of things and my mum and i get into really heated arguments about stuff because I will actually question her and she cannot answer the question. Mm-hmm. It's always like, do you want me to go to hell? <laughs> do you want to send the rest of your family to oh, hell? Lord. And I'm like, holy up. shit, that freaking Chill. went from one hundred, like one to 100 real quick. <laughs> I was like, what the hell? Like, there's been so many instances and I, I just don't feel comfortable anymore. No. You know, like, what's the point in me even trying to talk? I'm trying yeah. to be honest and open with you, mm. but it's like... We're all going to hell because of you. <laughs> I'm like, Jesus. Alrighty then. Alrighty then. Mom, there's no hell. We live in Thornley. It doesn't get any more. Yeah. <laughs> so true. I'd be like, I'm already here. <laughs> yeah, Mom. <laughs> yeah. And that's, that's like the one really big element that kind of um, irks me, I suppose, about uh, most religions, which is 
um, it's kind of like a Karen stick scenario where it's, you know, you have these guiding principles and if you don't follow these guiding principles, then, you know, there's going to be you know, punishment. punishment, right? Yeah. In, in the afterlife. And the, and the consequence isn't... It's not in relation to what you do. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Saying that though, right? You know how I asked you, is there a consequence if you don't follow this religion? Mm. That defeats the purpose of the question though. It, but, yeah, it if defeats, there's one religion, yeah. there was always a consequence. There's going to be a That's consequence. Even if it's not a present one on the physical world there'll be one in the afterlife or something like yeah exactly. religion cannot work without reward and punishment it can't i just don't think well, well at least the religion that i know that's, that's because uh, life can't run without two things which mm. are similar pain and pleasure yeah that just what drives everything it's do. part of your development of learning exactly. you have your reward or your punishment yeah. to uh, reinforce yeah. your behaviors yeah. but religion uses it takes that principle of reward and punishment simple psychological Mm. system that we used to learn and it blows it up to this big existential thing where you're like everything i do in this life has an impact on my afterlife and not only that like i used to believe crazy shit like if like if i wasn't living as a good enough christian god would allow my parents to be in a car crash and kill them just to show me that i should get back in line like yeah yeah. yeah. now Clearly, you grew up in all this. Yeah. Um, how do you get to unlearn it, and how do you sort of? Uh, I was just sort of blatantly unhappy, and okay. like you could just feel that something was wrong. Where you're like, I was just so unhappy and just worried all the time, yeah. always fearing punishment. And all my friends that I grew up with, they were in the same situation. Their parents all went to the church and the school and all this yeah. kind of stuff. So we would talk about it, and we were like, would know that something felt wrong. But what happened was I got a way out. I met a friend who um, wasn't raising any of that. Yeah. And I started hanging out with her more. And she sort of showed me a different way of life. And I thought, I don't I don't need to rely on this community anymore. Because at the time, I wasn't close friends with anyone outside that community. So that's to leave, what, that's what it does. I would have yeah. been like, I would have been yeah. like ostracized yeah. if I'd left. Not by my personal friends, but by the community in whole. And I wouldn't have had anything anymore. Yeah. So when I did leave, I had somewhere to escape to. And that's why I left and I didn't go back. (laughs) Yeah, so it was very like, and a lot of my friends, like they stayed in there just until recently and they've only started to move out of that environment because they just knew it was toxic and they couldn't live in it anymore. They were just that unhappy that they really had no other choice, which is pretty full on, which is why I'm very like, yeah, why my first response was no religion because I just don't want anyone to feel the way that I felt where Mm -hmm. you don't have a choice and you, you also believe that every action that you do the consequence is massive like i believe in consequence you need to have consequence for mm. action sure but, but when the naturally. consequence it's, it should be a natural consequence like when the consequence is massive like and it's not in proportion to what you did that turns into punishment yeah, exactly I know so what you mean. yeah it's like there was an instance like my mom got into a car crash last year mm. her car got ridden off and i picked her up and she was like do you know why this happened? It was because I didn't pray. And I yeah. was like, oh, God. I looked at her and I'm like, are you seriously going to freaking say that shit? Shut the hell up. And she was like, have you prayed today? Maybe it's because of you. And I was like, oh my Lord. Like, I'm glad that you and your friends got to figure it out at a younger age. Like, you still have your youth. She's got, like, yeah. nothing now, you know? Like, that yeah. sounds terrible. That's, but no, that's just how it, And as they've aged, my it. parents, because I'm real, like, my gap between my siblings and I is huge. Mm. So I bear all of this like every single day and it's like my dad especially because he's a pensioner he doesn't work he doesn't do anything he just invests all of his time in reading things about the Quran and you know like 
within the Quran, there's called hadiths. So there's sort of like verses and how to live your life and like, you know, all that stuff. And like they ha- literally have something to read, a surah. So that's what it's called. They have a surah to read for every small thing in your life. Wow. Like literally like walking to the toilet. Oh wow! You have to walk in. in you have to walk yeah. in. Oh. You have to walk in with your left foot because you're going into somewhere dirty. You have to walk out with your wow. right foot, and then you have to thank God that you didn't die when you stepped through the door. You know, and that's why I feel so passionate about like questioning things. Because yeah. I'm like, how can you possibly live your life and do this every single moment of the day? Yeah. Like, I think praying five times a day is already like insane. That's, yeah. Like how are you supposed to live your life? Yeah. You know, and there's been instances where my dad has quit jobs because they couldn't mm. let him pray on Friday. Yeah. Well, I read like an article about Saudi Arabia where... Oh God, it, they're intense. Dude. Yeah. It did a, um, uh, estimation. I can't remember how much money it was. An estimation of how much money they lose per year because of the time they give off for praying. And also because of how they don't let yeah. women but into most workplaces. No, and it was like billions of dollars no, that they lose. that's the other thing though. When you look at it yeah. on the side of the token, like, is money really that important? Mm. And oh, that's yeah. why it's okay for them because <laughs> yeah. they're not like in their mind, religion is more important than mm, materialism, which is yeah. fine. And I can appreciate that. Mm. But when it comes to a point where you live in a place in like Australia mm. and you just, every single thing is a prayer. Yeah. And, it and doesn't I'm like, really well, at the that. end of the day, <laughs> shit happens, yeah. you know, and yeah. you just have to close the door and move on. Mm. I, I think a lot of religions do that. And that's because they want to sort of enforce something by fear mongering. Yeah, sure. um, yeah, I agree. In, with that. in Hinduism, <laughs> there's a book, a graphic book. Sure. Oh, God. What's the book called? The, um, oh, I forgot the name. It will come to me and I'll mention it when it does. Yep. But essentially, it's a purely a book. And again, it's not one of the ancient scriptures, but it's sort of an abridged version from it or something. Mm-hmm. But basically, oh, the book's called uh, Yam Dun. Yam is the god of death, okay. and Dun is like punishment. Sounds lovely. Yum Dun actually sounds like a delicious treat. <laughs> yeah. I would like some Yum Dun, please. Yes. <laughs> My next Death cream. punishment. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Double cream. Um, now, so Yum Dun is this graphic book. It's the most horrible book you'll ever read in your life because it has a graphic representation of what the hell has waiting for you for every single bad stuff you do. Like, for example, if you, if you steal... This is what happens, and then there'll be a graphic sort of representation. That's so scary. And, That's like, and, the Bible's a little bit like that. Yeah, like, they're a little bit more vague when it comes to heaven, heaven and hell. But with hell, like depending on what denomination you're in, they yeah. certainly like. For example, if you cause your brother to fall, so if you do something that causes him to lose faith, your punishment is worse because yeah. you're the one who caused him to lose his faith. Like, yeah. Things like that. There's levels of punishment. Yeah, yeah it's, it's weird. It's fear mongering. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh yeah. Not so enough. I don't think it would work without it. Like, yeah. which is interesting no. to me because what I've learned doing psychology is that reinforcement by reward works better but, than reinforcement yeah. by punishment. Yeah. So if Christianity and Islam and all the religions, they reinforced through reward and took out the punishment or at least really dumbed that, like dumbed that down yeah. a lot and made it very vague or small, then it would probably work a lot better and it'd be a lot more uplifting and people would actually feel better about mm-hmm. being religious than feeling like I have to do these things because if I don't, I'm going to get punishment. Because mm-hmm. my biggest gripe with that is that it's technically you have a choice. I'm using inverted commas technically. Like, you can choose not to do it and just go to hell, or you can choose to do it and go to heaven. But I'm like, what kind of choice is that? It's not really... I can't really call that free will. That's more like coercion to me. And they make it very binary. 
mm-hmm. make everything very binary. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's this way or the other. Can't mm-hmm. have it any other way. Yeah. Yeah. It's common among all religions. Yeah. What interests me about like this, uh, the Yamdan you were talking about, was mm-hmm. that um, what kind of, in terms of the punishment, is the punishment something that is meant to happen to you in your current life, or is it meant to happen to you in in, in, in your rein, in, in the reincarnation? In, in, in hell, yeah. Okay, so, so, so there is a hell. There, there is a hell, and then there's reincarnation. But um, it's sort of like you serve your punishment in hell, and I guess you, based on your deeds in the past life, you get reincarnated as a different organism. So I think uh, there was a certain number that every few billion or million years or something, you get to go back as a human. And that, I guess they say that so that you appreciate your current life mm. more. Okay. And so if you do bad stuff now, your next life, you'd probably be a bug or something. Sure, okay. But the punishments are horrific. Please give us an example. Okay, I remember one. Um, I didn't feel bad about it because the crime itself is hideous. So the punishment for rape mm-hmm. was something like you get tied on a bed of thorns in a river of semen and you get your <laughs> In a river? That was... River? <laughs> A whole river scene? There's a full mm-hmm. river scene. Okay, I just have this mental image of all these like guys standing at the top of the river just like jerking. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's like one of the good, yeah, better punishments. This Hindu hell is nasty, man. That's really <laughs> inventive. Like, there's. Who even thought oh, of this? Hey, holy yeah. shit. There was so <laughs> much like. And, and and it just made me ask the question. The first question that came to my mind after looking at all the punish- punishments was, who's the author and how fucking sadist is he? <laughs> yeah, right, right. I was like just getting like, off on this. Wow, yeah. I was just like, this is disturbing. <laughs> Someone had a rough childhood. <laughs> wow. But anyone that has read this and mm. is of the Hindu faith, they believe that this is what will happen think, if they... I think it's they take that quite literally? It's more specific to a certain sect. Ah, okay, but sure. it is well known around um, all Hindu sects. Sure. Um, uh, so, what, sorry, what was your question again? Oh, yeah, yeah, whether, whether or not it was taken literally, like, or whether or not it was just like, oh, uh, it's just, you know, like a, a hyperbole or an exaggeration yeah, of what. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, we were introduced to this in our school, and like I said, you know, it was. That's like, so hey, fucked yeah, up. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's what happened today. To you. <laughs> it's so fucked up when they do this in childhood. <laughs> it was so messed up. And I was just, here's the thing, I think. I and my circle of friends, we were all in that boarding school and we lived there and everything. I think we were um, smart enough to use our own sort of, you know, common sense or whatever Mm -hmm. to to guide us through whatever. But not everyone is that fortunate. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, there are people who are blind followers of this thing. And and they just took the word literally. They Mm -hmm. just thought that's what would happen yeah even to this day yeah. when, when they see me eating beef they're just like you know what happens when you eat beef <laughs> wow and I don't remember what happened <laughs> <laughs> like but I don't think about it supposed to be good. Good. It's, yeah. a river of, it's a river of bull semen bull semen <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm just like yeah looking forward to it man. <laughs> I love semen <laughs> Next time I go to India, I'm going to bring a coffee for y'all. Oh, please. Yeah. Okay. Yes, please. Yes, that would, that would be interesting. If, if the customs or, uh, you know, airport <laughs> people pull it out and see it, I'm going to have the most awful. <laughs> 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 it's gonna be I'll bring a coffee next time. It's like, why are you interested? <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Oh, Lord. But yeah, like what you said about learning in childhood, like yeah. I think that's one of the most fucked up elements mm. of it because when you're a child, like your brain, it... it the frontal lobe isn't properly yes. developed, so you can't but reason. 
that is exactly why you get introduced to it. Yeah, it's brainwashing. Yeah. And so because if you and if you don't develop that properly when you're yeah. in childhood and you're going um, through adolescence, and this is what happened with me and my friends, like we're going through adolescence, but we're still not allowed to make our own decisions. Yeah. So we didn't understand the whole element of like natural consequence for our actions or anything like that. Yeah. So for a lot of us, it's almost like our frontal lobes didn't develop properly or like rather the neural pathways. I mean, that's exactly properly. why, yeah, that's exactly so why you see more Christian schools than universities. Yeah, exactly. You know, I think university is a better business. It's a better yeah. money-making machine, yeah. but you only have Notre Dame. Yeah, but if and Notre Dame, they're very, yeah. I went there once and they're very light on the religious aspect of the They have to be. So, yeah, right. At the end yeah. of the day, you need enrollment. Mm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, but, but you see more schools. Mm-hmm. Uh, funded by, yeah. by religions. It's just really messed up because when you imprint that to a child, it becomes their foundation of thinking. And even if they break out of it, like me and my friends did when we were older, it's very hard to do it. Yeah. And even now, my natural reflex in a lot of situations is to think, am I being punished? Or, you know, to go back mm. to those old thoughts, even though I'm like six, seven years out of yeah. the church now. So it's very hard to get rid of when you've had it instilled in you solely since you were like five years old. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's intense. And that's sort of one of the reasons why um, I think that's the biggest pro in the pro column for no religion at all, mm. right? Which is if there wasn't something in terms of like, okay, here's a piece of paper with something written on it, you just read it and take it at face value, don't question it, mm. right? Now, if you took that away, right? you have really no choice but to be able to develop some sort of logical reasoning, yeah. right? You'd have to be able to come up with some way to find out, like, oh, something happened, how why did I, that happen? Yeah, how do or I like, want to live my life? Yeah, and exactly. You, and because there is, like I was saying before, like, there is natural consequence for actions, whether it's good consequence or bad consequence. So that's why I'm saying, like, you don't need religion to give you the consequence. There are natural consequences. If you speed and you crash, that's the natural consequence. Yeah. You're not always going to happen, but... If you've done something and there's going to be a reaction to it, that's just like the law of the universe in a sense. So yeah. that's why I don't think you need religion to be a good person. Even if the natural consequence is if you murder someone, you go to jail. Like even yeah. if it's a law of the land consequence, they can still figure out. I'm pretty sure people could still figure out without religion that murder is generally yeah. not yeah. a good thing. So yeah, that's why I agree in the pro column for having no religion. I do believe that while it may be a little more chaotic, Maybe not because it's the world is already pretty chaotic yeah, with religion. Sure. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I mean, what would be the consequences really of having a world with no religion at all? Like, what what would be the what would actually be the cons? I if, think it if would be a sense of purpose, purposelessness. Whatever if oh. I'm saying that correctly. A lot of people they think, you know, what does this all mean? Why am I here? Yeah, that's true. Um, and a lot of people reach to religion for that because if they feel like someone created this, then there's a reason they're here and there's a purpose for their yeah. existence. A lot of people find purpose without religion. They say, I just want to do as much good as I can while I'm in the world. I want to help people, etc. But I think for a lot of people, they can't find purpose without a higher power aspect to it. Mm. And so maybe you get more like depression and things like that but then again lots of depression and yeah. suicides and stuff are caused by religion yeah. so <laughs> it's sort of flip side to that but, but. but it could go either way like for example I grew up with number of religions around me mm. right and yet I do not associate myself with any of them mm. uh, my parents out there are Hindus I'm not certainly not a practicing one but I've always said this thing when people ask what's your religion and I've thought long and hard about it and I've told myself like my parents are actually kind of my religion because mm. even though there were all these religions around me, 
my current value system is not because of any of these single religions. For example, my maid was Muslim, so I was raised by her. She cooked for me, she did everything for me. And uh, then I went to a Hindu school, and my parents had built mosques for charity. So, so we, were, we were grown in this environment. But yet, my value system doesn't come from any of these religions. Mm-hmm. It actually comes from what my parents taught me as a kid. And like the people. Yeah, and, and the people, you know, like, <coughs> this is the right thing to do. This is the wrong thing to do. Mm-hmm. Dad says money is not important. Helping people is more important. Being sure. of use to someone is important, right? So I've always said my parents have a religion. So in case there was a world where um, there would be no religion, yep. people would find certain things mm-hmm. of their value system depending on their gro- experience that they were grown up, growing but up. But don't you think the values that your parents have were based from religion, though? I, I don't think so. I don't think so. Okay. Um, I think they can come naturally. Like I think yeah. I don't think people if that you don't give them a belief system, yeah. they're just going to revert to being terrible people. Yeah, There's right. always mm-hmm. variance. Yeah. I've, I've, I've figured out where my parents' um, value system comes from. That it was again from their upbringing. Because when they say money is not all that important, helping people is, it's because they come from very humble backgrounds. They had no education. They've barely been to school. Um, so in their case, and now they're well-to-do. Mm. So they've never had money, and then they've had money, and they've realized that money is not the most important thing. Mm. Sure. And when they didn't have everything, they had people helping them. Those people were their heroes. Mm. That's why they say helping people is more yeah. important. Mm. Okay. So I think, again, their value system isn't coming from religion. I think it's coming from mm. their experience. And, yeah. Yeah. and I often yeah. think that people use religion as a crutch. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it like like I think Cruz said before, it takes away an element of personal responsibility for your life. And when, it's very refreshing. Yeah. So <laughs> when when you're per, like when you have ownership of your life, and it's not a higher power who has ownership of your life, then you're responsible for how it turns out. Mm-hmm. And there's not some outside forces working on it. It's just you. And I think that scares a lot of people that because. Does. They don't if they they fuck their life up completely. They don't want to think it's because they made all the wrong decisions sure, along yeah. the way. So yeah, I think true. religion can definitely be used as a crutch for people who responsibility scares them and autonomy scares them because if they have autonomy, then they can't. They have to only control themselves, and also because if everyone has autonomy, personal autonomy, they can't control others as well. Yeah. So that scares a lot of people. But here's the thing. Um, you look at dictators or mm. for example Hitler all right his way of swaying people to his side was not very different from how religion does well it. he he was a Christian yeah. and he did sort of like his whole mentality was a mixture of religious ideology yeah. and also like Darwinism sort of but but here's the thing yeah, yeah. Um, like more of like a simulation game. Like he yeah. thought the world was his, you know, um, simulation, personal simulation yeah, game or something. Yeah. But like, here's the thing. He did the same thing. He, it was a very bad economic time. Mm-hmm. People were distressed. They were very under a lot of duress. Mm. And you come and go, hey, you know I what? Or, I can make everything better. And these are the people who, B, who, who fucked you up. Yeah. B, <laughs> it's, it's not because of you guys. Yeah. Your life is bad because of them. Yeah. 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 Right. Well, this is what's happening currently in yeah. America, exactly. yeah. Yeah. in the but, West, and everything like that's that. That's what religion did as well. Oh, yeah. it's, just like, it's based on it. Like A lot of the people you see who are very... like. Um, Islamophobic or xenophobic, yeah. they're generally white Christians. So yeah. they're, they're doing the same thing. They're blaming their personal issues. So if they're, a lot of them are like white and they're working and they're used to being the top of, on the top of the um, hierarchy when it comes to the social life and yeah. rights that they have and they find that being taken away, they're like, 
and they find their lives are harder, they're like, well, it's their fault. You would find this common thread <laughs> everywhere because like, oh, yeah. they come All from a history. sort of a lower socioeconomic background as mm. well because people are the most vulnerable when mm. you take out predictability from their life and stability from their mm. life, right? You can yep. get them to believe in everything. Yeah. And I think that's what's happened there as well. Um, and I worked with few people on this. Uh, it was like a hackathon about countering online extremism and hate. Mm, okay, yeah. Where I got to make friends with the previous ex-terrorists. Wow. I made that would be fascinating. It was <laughs> That's an interesting CV to have, like, 2010, 2012. Um, it was organized by a good friend of mine who also got this uh, 2016's Australian of the Year Award. Oh, okay. Um, he's from Perth, and he's doing some great work in this area. Um, but basically, CVE, they call it, countering violent extremism. Mm-hmm. And so, so, so these interactions with ex-terrorists, ex-former um, white supremacists, mm-hmm. um, when I talk to them, um, and now they're, they call themselves formers. Sure, yeah. Because they've converted now. Mm. They, 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 they learned all of that. And the biggest thing for them was like, we all come from so- poor socioeconomic backgrounds. And a lot of the times it's someone stepping in and saying, this is the cause of all your frustrations. Mm. And, and that it often leads to extremism. And also, yeah. like, with extremism, uh, yeah. I read this article about this uh, former um, KKK women, woman, yeah. and she said, like, she was, yeah, low socioeconomic background, low education, and she had just a lot of rage in her towards, like, the system in general, and yeah. she said that uh, the KKK gave her a community, so the first thing was community, mm. people who had the same rage, and then an outlet for the rage. So she personally didn't think black people were inferior or yeah. people of colour were inferior. She literally just wanted an outlet for a rage and they directed yeah. it. Well, and that's a lot of it. But now we're talking about cult. Mm. Which is, cult's essentially like an extreme form of a belief, right? Yep. Oh, yeah. And all cults see social gatherings and rituals as mm. like a big thing. Yeah. Right. I, I usually say that I was raised in the cult because yeah. it definitely feels like it simply because we had like physical isolation and... Yeah ideological isolation yeah. as well and it was all based on ritual and making sure that we didn't have exposure to people with different points of view and yeah. if anyone developed a different point of view within the community yeah. they'll push out and we'll pretty much told to never associate with them yeah so. <laughs> i think you'll find this fascinating mesh because um you see this same aspect of cults being developed and social gatherings and rituals mm-hmm. being developed not just in religions, but you see them in things like any any anything that you believe strongly. Like you see mm, that in like CrossFit. Right, yeah. You see that in CrossFit. <laughs> you know, you, see, example, you yeah. see that in like um, Herbalife. They get you to come along and, uh, yeah. and, and, and people basically like, providing yeah. you a social belonging. It kind of scares you when you like even with things like Herbalife and like how. I like the term rabid, but passionate. Like, they're just so into yes. it. And they're yeah. just like, as soon as they talk about it, they're like, oh, and you're just like, holy <laughs> shit. Like, yeah. What was this transformation? It's nothing sort of a religion. Yeah. Either, right? yeah, that's it. Yeah. So that's the one really big key thing that I suppose makes religion of any type so, I guess, so prevalent, right, is the fact that it gives you a sense of, community is your sense of belonging and so obviously people would automatically flock to that and if you've been a part of that you'd obviously want to share that then with you know Mm. those around you and your own your own offspring etc so in the case of a world without religion Mm. right how would you be able to then establish that same sense of community right that same sense of purpose Mm. right that 
someone like for example in this in this day and age if you were to be not religious at all or had no religious background to give that sense of purpose in that person's life by just thinking about on a larger scale right so is it actually possible do you think it's possible that you could go okay your sense of purpose or your sense of belonging is with everyone else in the world not just with this these other few types of people that are feeling shit but like everyone because you know everyone at some point in time will feel something that is similar to someone else mm-hmm. right so let's just think of the whole world as your community and this is the place you belong and not just one individualized group mm-hmm. or one ideology because the ideology is the same it's just yeah. everyone is out to look out for each I, other and that's it i think my first question is about culture there because mm. a lot of um separation that happens it's not religious it's, it's also cultural yeah demographic yeah. people grow, grow up in different like i think you could only have a worldwide community that feels exactly the same or extremely similar if they've all been raised similarly with like in the same culture and everyone sort of yeah was raised the same way had the same environment but even then you have you're always going to have um uh, genetic differences that mm-hmm. account for personalities and things like that. So I think that I, I don't know if it's possible to create like a worldwide community mm-hmm. as far as like everyone f- feeling like they belong to the world. I think it would be more like that if you didn't have certain countries, if you had one person who, or one government who um, regulated the entire world, you yeah, could. Yeah. If we all felt like we belonged to this the world is, instead of yeah. Australia or America or right, Indonesia yeah, yeah, sure. or whatever. So. Yeah. Right. This is in, in times like this, like you know, like when you say, "How can we like imaginary scenarios?" Like the questions you're posing today. Yeah. yeah I like to look at like fictional dystopian worlds, mm. and, and so, one of my favorite tends to be Star Trek. Like I'm mm. not a big fan, but at the same time, I can respect it because that's the first time they've shown a fictional dystopian mm. world where even though everyone looks bizarringly different, they still get along. Yeah, it's not much the yeah, sure. yeah. yeah, it's all part of the federation and stuff. Yeah. So it, it, I think well, they found some stuff. higher purpose <laughs> or something. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I think they found a higher purpose when they found other worlds and universes to yeah. explore. But what, it, to use that same analogy, what's interesting about that is when you look at Star Trek, what they're doing is they're trying to push the boundaries of their universes and explore. And generally, they're, it's like a... what what the British did trying to colonize everyone they're sort of just doing that and like yeah. pushing outwards so they're like okay we have the world but we always want more I feel like it's just and part of and being a human to want more yeah <laughs> and obviously we see the federation as good people because that's it's basically like any movie or book that's yeah. written from yeah. a white colonist perspective and we're like we're good people we're educating people and civilizing them and then the people who are being um, colonized they're like you're what fucking up yeah, our yeah, whole yeah, system yeah, yeah. you're Dude. fucking up our whole lives yeah, Dude, we were fine <laughs> now I'm cutting sugar cane <laughs> in Mauritius I'm from India what am I doing you know? <laughs> one thing that you said was really interesting was that um, like the whole concept of um, actually no I did just slightly have a mind like what I said but um, in terms of I was thinking of an example in my head right mm. which is based on something that you said and something that Renata has said previously which was this which is all of us are parents right mm. okay now would you say that there were they're good parents to you yeah would, would you would everyone say that their parents were good to them 
Yeah. 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 From what they knew and the best of their ability, yeah. I think yeah. they exactly. sure. yeah. Now, yeah. if you took away the element of religion, right, mm-hmm. and they didn't have any religious upbringing at all, all right, and religion wasn't a factor of their life, do you think that would change whether or not they would be a good parent to you? Probably if religion was taken out of it, they would have been a lot more relaxed about things and... The parents they are to me now, is they're amazing. I consider them friends, um, which I never thought when I was, like, younger. I never thought I'd have that. I thought I'd resent them for the rest of my life, but I don't. So, um, no, because they a, changed as well. That's a good closure. Yeah, well, they changed as well, and they're not in that church anymore yeah. either. So, And that's what I mean, right? Like, so, if the way that you are as a person, right, mm-hmm. I, I feel like at the very core of it and how you treat other people, it isn't based upon like real religion, right? Like if mm. if your parents were decent, people. good to you, yeah. then even without religion, they'd be good to you. Yeah, exactly. with religion, they'd be good to you. The religion is, isn't a factor no. in, in that regard, right? And there's so many other elements, right? That are more that, important. That, that are more yeah. important, exactly. And but that's an element that everyone does share. Mm. So I feel like the argument that if we didn't, you know, have multiple religions, oh, you didn't have religion at all, mm. people would still be. At the core, I would like to think good people. Yeah, I mean, right? There is variance, like just with difference of people with different levels of empathy than others. And sure, sure, you're sure. You're always going to get like the random sociopath, and sure. the people yeah. who are like unable to raise children well. I mean, I have friends who weren't raised raised religiously at all. Their parents aren't religious, and I wouldn't want their upbringing, um, and not because it wasn't religious, but simply because their parents just weren't you know always the best which mm. happens that just happens so people who yeah. aren't the best parents for whatever personal reason sure yep um you're always going to have variants but i definitely agree that you don't need religion to be a good parent and mm-hmm. to instill good values what about Ren? because your understanding of the religion comes a lot just because of your parents mm. like how would you answer that question what was the question again like if if your parents weren't religious at all, um, would your upbringing or values? Well, be for me, I feel as if it's more like a cultural thing. It's not like a religious thing. Right. But I can't answer that question with like like I can't answer it sounding knowledgeable because I've never been able to have the opportunity to even speak to my parents right. about this stuff. Yeah. You know, they just don't want to talk about it. Mm. So for me, I think religion for them. Yeah. It got them through a lot of stuff, you know. Mm. I'm not going to say they would have been better parents mm. because I don't know. Like, okay, going back to the point of fa- um, mm. to point of fear, mm. you know, like fear mongering or whatever. Like, we can we can talk about it like it was so shit, like it ruined our lives because that's just the generation we are. Yeah, but, you know, like in the context of like how old our parents were and stuff, you know, like they didn't have all of this opportunity to talk to other people yeah. to meet all these people mm. with like different different points of views, mm. different, you know, like, they didn't have that. No. So it's not like, I feel like for them it wasn't fear. For them it was something that they could structure their lives around. Like, mm. my dad was, you know, going through such a hard time. He had such a huge family. He had a huge, I don't want to say burden, but in my eyes it is, mm. with all his siblings to take care of them. Like, yeah. how would he have gotten through that stuff if he didn't have a faith? Yeah, exactly. You know, and sometimes people do feel tempted to do mm. stupid things. But religion brings them back to earth and it reminds them, like, don't be a shit person. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah but I mean, do you, do you need religion to, for that? You know what I mean? Like, I'm not saying you need it, but I'm saying it helps a lot of people. Yeah, he, yeah it definitely helps a lot of people. With, in, in, in your case, I think you have to consider one more fact. Like, are primarily your parents' social circle 
um, Muslim Indonesians. Yes. Yeah? And that's because you have to consider the factor that there's immigration involved here. Um, and that sort of shapes a lot of things as well. Because when you move to a country and overnight you have to sort of... Everything you knew as true was not correct, you have to sort of find a community to belong in. And, and do you think that's a big reason why sort of religion is the binding factor between all those immigrants well, so they have a social network I guess going back to you know living harmoniously with no religion it's demographic mm. it's where you're actually from mm. and probably if the religion wasn't if the culture wasn't religious it would have yeah. still would have been a strong culture yeah. and I mean like I my family is from a country that has the highest population of Muslims, Muslims. Yeah. you yeah. know like and I don't agree with it but I know that they have really ingrained Muslim or Islam into their mm. laws. I don't agree with it. But there's times like, because there's a lot of stuff going on at the moment with the government mm. and corruption and all that stuff. Um, there's actually a, the, governor, the governor of Jakarta. He's a Chinese Indonesian guy. He has done so well for, the, for that state. He's cleaned everything up. Everything is just, it's amazing. Like times one million, you know, but... He recently made, like, this stupid-ass comment about, like, pretty much blasphemy, like, talking shit about the Quran, and now he's lost his fucking job. Wow. But before that, you know, like, everyone loved him. Yeah. But you bring religion into it, and it's like, see you later. It's like the right. stakes are so high when the it comes so to religion, high. and, and then like, I'm just like, people just chill. Yeah, but yeah. people are chill. But they, they can't because they're like, this affects my life but, and my afterlife. No, but, that's, and but that's the thing, though, like... When I spoke to my fa- my dad about it, you know, he was like, I don't, I think what they're doing is wrong. Mm. Even my dad sees the bigger picture. He's yeah. like, he's done so, so much good for this state. This state mm. was so fucked up before. And he's one of the most religious men I know in my, in my existence. Mm. So I don't know, like, I can't answer the question if he'd be a better parent because he's still quite, like, mildly open minded. Mm. But yeah, I. I think my parents and my parents, and even though they push, they've pushed religion onto me, at the end of the day, they would still be pretty good people. Mm. Yeah. But they wouldn't be who they are, obviously, without it. So mm. you can't really make that judgment call if they're yeah. good parents or not. It's, it's a little interesting with me um, because I know for a fact that if my parents didn't follow Hinduism or if there was no religion at all, mm-hmm. I think I would still grow up in the same way. And I know that because I've asked myself the question, have they ever enforced anything on you? And the answer is no. Sure. Nothing has ever been enforced upon me. And because I was independent since I was like eight or nine years old in a boarding school, they pretty much accept whatever I choose to believe in. But my sister doesn't have the same privilege. On that Tree. token, it's all right. Because you were, what, independent or whatever, since yeah. you were eight or nine. Yeah. I think another thing with my parents personally is because they, they do treat me differently. Obviously, I'm a girl. I'm the youngest girl. And they do it out of just concern and genuine caring for you. And they just want you, like, so one, one really big thing for my parents was you have to marry a Muslim person. And my mom says this to me so much, like, you have to marry a Muslim male because he'll lead you in the right direction. You know, like... Because everyone else is headed in the wrong one. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like it's just like really intense stuff like that. I'm yeah. like, how do you know another per? Like you're telling me to believe in God, but you're telling me that for me to go into the right direction, I have to put all my life and all my faith into another human being. Like yeah. that doesn't make sense. I got that too. Yeah, yeah. Wow. don't yoke yourself. It was like there was this whole like parable metaphor in the Bible, like. Um, 
two oxen who are yoked together, if they're pulling in opposite directions, they can't get a harvest. So that was the metaphor. So you have to have two oxen that are, or whatever they were, like pulling in the same direction. So they're meaning you can't have a Christian and a non-Christian yoked together in marriage because they'll be going in opposite directions and it will cause like discord and you won't get a good harvest out of your life. So we got that so much. And then um, a lot of my friends are still... um, struggle with that because yeah. a lot of the Christian guys I meet they're like these guys are fucking dickheads like yeah, they are. oh my god and then they meet these non-Christian guys are. that they're interested in and they're like these guys are, treat me so much better <laughs> and they're like how important is it like and they have to weigh out the whole idea of what's more important that they treat me better or that they believe the same religion that I believe and I'm like and I'm like the one who treats you better <laughs> oh my god but it's not that simple in our heads because we think Especially if um, our faith is important to us. I mean, for me, it's like, it's important, but not that important. But for some of my friends, it's important, yeah. and I respect mm-hmm. that. So for them, they're like, they can't ima- imagine being with someone in an intimate relationship who doesn't believe the same. And I do think it would cause complications, but then it it's just like, um, you know, that. it's annoying <laughs> that. But the, the struggle is, it's like a lot of religions, they're very traditional when it comes to how they treat gender. And... Therefore, that if my friends are, because they've met me, (laughs) and I've put my feminist influence on them, um, they sort of think a bit differently in some respects of how they should be treated in a relationship, or how rather, not how they should be treated, how they want to be treated. And they often find they can't find that in a Christian guy because they've been raised in a traditional way, and it works for them because they're at the top of the totem pole in um, in this structure. Um, generally the wife has to obey and the guy is the yeah. head of the family and sure. all that That's kind of stuff. That's actually so funny though because yeah. like, I remember like, <laughs> yeah. like, I remember always having this weird thing like I've always wanted to date like a Muslim like a Lebanese guy like fucking intense like wouldn't let me do anything. <laughs> just, oh, out of, just out of curiosity. Like, like you're not allowed to go anyway bitch. <laughs> Wanted to, to be in a relationship. I wouldn't mind like that, that in bed, but not in And then, like, but every single time, like, I was in a relationship and I felt the slightest bit suffocated, I'd be mm. like, oh, yeah, fuck off. Well, my first relationship <laughs> was like that. He wasn't even a Christian, but he was like a bit like that. And I was like, this is no, it did not work. Yeah. So you get it, like, religious or not. Yeah. But when it's religious, it brings into that whole element of this is how things should be, this is God-ordained, this structure of the family and the relationship. And it, yeah, it creates this, like, intense sort of thing that you can't... (laughs) I think it made sense back in the day, but it's outdated now. It's such a different world now. Because, like, back in the day, like, there was a lot of, like, manual handling type of jobs. Like, you needed guys... And women didn't have the choice to... Yeah, but now it's more, like, it's technological, like, using... Women didn't have options, which they now have, so... Space age world with (laughs) stone age love. Yeah, Yeah, pretty much. That's what religion is. And that's what's always been my problem with it. Like, it doesn't change. Like, Islam Mm. doesn't change. And when it does change, like, there's some uh, factions... Here's what happens. Yeah. When it does change, there'll be different sects coming yeah. up. And there'll be yeah. people that are like, you're changing yeah. it. Yeah, well, that's like, yeah. well, like, duh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think we can agree on the fact that the Pope we have right now is the most progressive Pope yeah. Yeah, he is, we've had. Yeah. And recently, there was... I don't remember what the comment was, oh, but... He, he did say something about... Homosexuality. Yeah, homosexuality, yes. like, just... Easing up, yeah, easing, up like, on, easing up on homosexuality, which yeah. is forgiving. Just be chill, like, nice. Yeah, yeah. He, didn't, he didn't say, like, you know, okay. oh. Boys are allowed to like dick, too. <laughs> yeah, like, he, he wasn't, like, 
yeah, guys, you're all are cool. Like, no, yeah, he, he didn't like, say you're welcome. Cool. Like, he was just he like, didn't, just didn't show off. up in a, yeah. in a rainbow robe or anything. But, <laughs> that would be um, awesome. That would be awesome. That, that would be awesome. Oh like a rainbow, his cone hat thing. It's just yeah. like, yeah. the rainbow going up. Like, that would be amazing. I, or just a giant dick. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, hey, you got to represent other genders, too. But that, ideally, that's what he should be doing in this day and age, but he wouldn't. Um, no rainbow robes yet. But he did ease up on them by mm. saying, hey, let's forgive them. That, that's a big first step, right? Mm. What do you think this is going to do? Do you think it will lead to more sect? Like, do you think if, if oh, they'll be yes. like, well, yeah. there's a Pope yeah. Francis? Yeah. And then, yeah. of course, of course. Yeah. Well, that's what's happening in Australia. So, I'll, what surprised me when I read this is I, I wouldn't know. It's so actually yeah, more, more Christians are supporting same-sex marriage and LGBT people than not. And that blew my mind because a lot of Christian people I know don't support LGBT rights. And so for me, I've got this, but I came from a really conservative church, so that's pretty normal. But really, it's just this minority that doesn't support LGBT rights. But you get like the um, Australian Christian lobby, for example, they're ultra conservative. They want to abolish 18C, which is the uh, hate speech law, Mm. so they can say whatever the hell they want about uh, LGBT people, which is fucked up. And then, so you have that backlash and they're really... They're gaining a lot of strength in the sense of like political strength because even though they are a minority, it's a strong minority that yeah. are really like passionate about no, that cannot marry and they can't adopt kids and yeah, yeah, yeah. safe schools isn't safe <laughs> and that kind of crap. So I understand the thing with like no adoption though, like come on now. Well, they do it in most states anyway, so <laughs> it's just like, But yeah. I mean, that's interesting because uh, at the core of it, like we don't really, I mean, Free speech isn't even in, in the Australian Constitution no, for one, which exactly. is which is really <laughs> fucked up. But I mean, as someone that believes in free speech, like I, I believe like if you want to talk shit, right, and if you want to call someone, you know, a faggot or a cunt or whatever, like you want to call them those things, mm. I believe that yeah, you should have the right to, right. But but the problem isn't the fact that like we shouldn't have laws to say that oh you can't use hate speech, you can't do this. It should be about educating people so that there's they no reason to, to or they yeah. don't want to. You yeah. know, it, it's kind of like going ideally, in, yes. Yes, but in right? reality. Let's be real here; that's yeah. not going to happen. Okay? Well, but, <laughs> uh, but a part of it is but a part of that is is it not because of like I hate to say it, but like a, a religious like tinge here, right? Because a lot of the religious scripts, mm. scriptures, whatever, it is very anti-homosexuality, oh, right? Yeah. Like the oldest, the older school ones, because obviously, like. You know, I'm sure there's a reason in terms of like from like a biological standpoint. Well, they're more like the Bible is more from my understanding. They're more anti-male on male sex. They don't really say anything about homosexuality as a yeah. um, feeling or like a um, I think it's orientation. Against, it's more about it's against sex. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's against sodomy. gay sex, not so yeah. much. It's against sodomy as a whole. It's, it's, it's not very specific. Yeah, sodomy. It's not, not so just much the same sex. Yeah, but, but heterosexual yeah. too. I think. Was the idea? Yeah. Oh right. Yeah. Sure. Because yeah. so there was. Yeah. That's exactly right. There was no right. such this thing as uh, uh, homosexuality back in the day. They didn't know. They didn't know to call that. So if someone preferred men who was a man, they didn't. But oh, you're a homosexual. It wasn't because they didn't have a sexual orientation or, or a name for it. It was just this is how things are. It was more the act of it that they were. Mm. Yeah. The old mm. school ones are talking about. Pretty much just a guy shouldn't put another thing up another guy's bum bum. Really. Yeah. But but here's the thing though, right? So. If if you eliminated that, right, if you eliminated that 
imagine someone that has read this and now they they believe like okay you know get gay is wrong because it's wrong to have sex with other men it's wrong mm. to shove things okay. up your ass okay like imagine someone that believes this because that's what they've been taught and that's what their parents have been taught and that's yeah. what the community believes yeah. now imagine if this didn't exist right imagine this and it has never existed has never existed yeah. Here's what would happen? What would happen in that situation? I'll give you an example. Okay. Do you think we'd have more gay people? Yeah, um, more openly no, gay. No, people. we wouldn't have more gay people. We just have the same number the of gay same people, amount but they're open. They'd yeah. be comfortable. Yeah, right? like, yeah, they wouldn't feel like they have to, you know, hide it. Yeah. yeah. Um, it, it, India is an inter- interesting example. From what I recall, I don't think any Indian scripture mentions that homosexuality is forbidden. Mm. Okay, there's no mentioning of that. From what I know, there are temples in India dedicated to sex, where there's like orgies in monuments. Can I come back to your religion? <laughs> Interesting. No, but see, okay, I mean, hey, give me the directions to the semen, like please. <laughs> yeah. I mean, hey, it, it, the lesser-known scripture is Kama Sutra, right? Like people mm. don't talk about yeah, it. Right. If you, if you actually look at Kama Sutra, like there's depictions of groupies and orgies. There's barely two people having sex in that book. It's mm. mostly groupies. And I'm just like, okay, cool. So clearly, there's no scripture that de- describes that homosexuality is forbidden in mm. Hinduism. Yet, India still hasn't decriminalized homosexuality. Mm. Well, why was, it, why was it even seen as a like, criminal act uh, in the first place? British what? colonization? Yes. Right. Well, yes. <laughs> that sure. is true. English uh, are fucked up. Uh, <laughs> British guys are fucked up. We have been shouted at it. But now, now it's come to a point, and, and India is very interesting right now, because what's happening is there's all these educated young people, mm. millennials, so to say, mm-hmm. who, who sort of are very liberal in their views and who are sort of like very progressive in their views. At the same time, just a generation before that, or certain people who believe you know, in, in, in the Indian values too much, there's this, this, this Indian value policing going on mm. in India. Which, which goes, extends to everything. If an Indian actress shows too much skin, these people uh, start policing her. They attack her house and stuff and all Jeez. that kind of stuff. There's a movie director who tried to make a movie on history and people didn't like um, him addressing that touchy, sensitive subject of two different religions coming together in form of a relationship. Mm-hmm. And they, they sort of assaulted him physically. Wow. So there's all this interesting um, value policing going on. And it's not just for Hinduism, but, but for Muslims as well in India. Like there's all these policing going on. And, and, and you ask, okay, what are we violating when we do uh, believe in homosexuality? And they go, oh, it's against the Hindu values. And you're just like, it doesn't say well, yeah. anywhere, <laughs> yeah. you know? So um, there, it's interesting to see this sort of disagreements coming up within the same country mm. in the same people who are like I'm a Hindu too but I don't have to be that extreme kind of thing which sort of goes to show that um, it's not actually the religion that's mm. bad yeah, it's, it's always the people yeah it's, it's the it's religion people, in no, it's, it's people pushing into the extremes that, yeah. that's and they bad. use religion as like an excuse to be able to push it to that yeah, extreme like that's a right? yeah. Yeah. instead of saying yeah. like, well I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a massive cunt and I want to punch you for not believing the same thing it's kind of like well I have the right to do this because you know 
Yeah. Well, you know, these guys believe it as well. Yeah. So, you know, if they it's, say it's, it's right, it's, then... It's perfectly justified. Yeah. It's exactly. justified because God yeah. said so. Like, yeah. it's, it's taking away personal responsibility. Yeah, like, did he Snapchat you or something? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, he came into my dream. Oh, yeah, that's it. <laughs> Motherfuckers. But, you know, I think uh, having many religions is good, but people pushing their own agendas and, and people taking extreme forms of religion is that's what's not good and like I to think. go back to what Meng was saying like if these religions never existed like you wouldn't have people saying that you know calling people homophobic slurs and things like that because they would never be a slur because they wouldn't ha- have ever been seen as something bad yeah. um yeah but there would always be other things so it may not be a homophobic slur but there would be some sort of slur for someone who's different and they're considered bad maybe not for a religious reason maybe for a cultural reason or a demographic reason there'd always be something because that's what people it's natural it's another psychology thing the whole us and them and to always dehumanize Dehumanize, yeah that's a big big point Um, i think i think it's good to have many religions and we should have many religions Mm. but what we don't need is putting religions on a pedestal Mm. you know Um, i'm sure every religion started as some sort of a leader doing a good thing like i'm sure jesus was a real human being historically yeah who, who did some good things as a leader. Yeah, he was a pretty good guy. Yeah. Um, you know, shot little Jew Arab carpenter. He did well. Um, little brown. Little brown dude. Little brown dude. Although he's white now. Apparently. <laughs> you know he's not white, but his name is Jesus. Like, how many white people do you know that yeah. Jesus? Like, no, that's not they were like, there's like movies about him, like white guys playing. I'm like, he was from the Middle East. He yeah. spoke yeah. Arabic. Are you like, what are you joking? Know, <laughs> if anything, my friend Abdul should be playing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I think we put it on a pedestal because what they've done is there were these great leaders who probably did some good things and charismatic, charismatic, and brought some hope to that you know geopolitical situation. Mm. But then um, I think a number of people sat down and and sort of. Uh, no, then people a, got involved because if and they and they added yeah, diminution to it. Yeah, they added diminution to it, yeah. and, and they made it all magical and airy fairy, and and you know, yeah. I, I think that's what's dangerous. Putting mm-hmm. everything in this world is questioned, apart mm, from religion. Be, yeah, apart from religion, yeah. no one questions religion. Well, and I, think I do. <laughs> <laughs> well, we <laughs> do. Yeah, 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 that question religion yeah. on the ones that get shunned. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's exactly right. But I think what's dangerous is is not having many religions. I think we should have many, many religions. Mm. I think what's the point of humanity if we are not even diverse? Like, yeah, the if everything problem, was the same. Yeah, I, I agree. Like it's putting it, it's putting one religion over another. So like with Christians, for example. But exactly, yeah. a lot of the um, people in Australia, well, not a lot enough though. They're like, oh no, we don't want any uh, Muslims here because they're going to take over our religion with their religion. I'm like, can't we just coexist? That's never you know? going to happen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, <laughs> can we not just coexist? Australia is not a Christian nation. It's just a nation. It's and, supposed to be... You know, yeah. like, why are you putting your religion over someone else's? Like, I just... That's what yeah. I don't do anymore. I used to do that. I used to think people who believed in other religions were heathens and yeah. terrible mm. people and blah, blah. Like, I believed all that crap. But now I'm just like, I respect their religion and their right to believe their religion and practice their religion. And I don't think it's any less or more legitimate than mine. Yeah. So. <laughs> I think that's understanding differences and being mm. okay with it and... As long as confirmation bias exists, I don't yeah. think that's going to be possible for everyone, you know. Um, there was a very good, and, and this is just an anecdote, but I think a lot of the hate against other religions and, and not accepting other religions comes from the fact that 
we haven't even seen their perspective yet. Mm. Yeah, uh, yeah a very I good. Yeah. I, I've saved this video clip where there was this guy who was like a staunch Trump supporter or something, and he was like, no, no refugees. No Muslims. He was like, you know, your typical redneck, guns, bikes, barbecues, <laughs> everything. But, uh, and then he had a few Muslim immigrants move next door in his apartment. Like, at least three families, Syrian refugee families, moved next door. And they had kids and everything. And he had such a change of heart just mm. playing with those kids. Because he was just like, these are normal yeah. people. That's the kids. downside to community is if you're stuck in your community and you don't venture outside of it. Yeah. It's not easy to venture outside yeah. of your community these days because we have the web and we can talk to people and actively actively talk to people and with different perspectives. But people are so comfortable in their worldviews. They don't want to change it because for them, like this is how I live my life. This is how I do it. And to think that they've been doing it wrong... It's mm-hmm. a lot more than mm-hmm. a lot of people can handle, so they just choose to stay in their bubble, yeah. keep going with their going on with their confirmation bias, and not actually talk to other people and, and realize that they're real people with their own lives and their own reasons yeah. for doing things. Hey, no one said neuroplasticity was easy, right? Like <laughs> yeah, that, that reshaping, <laughs> well, especially your after, after the, the age of twenty-five. <laughs> after the age of twenty-five. <laughs> Where most KKK members are, yeah. I don't know if that's true, uh, but basically it's not, it's not easy, and that's no. why we just like to stick to our beliefs. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think many religions should exist, but there should be an effort made. Instead of, I think religions put their focus into wrong things. Mm. They put focus into like recruit more people, recruiting more people, and also regulating yeah. behavior instead of helping people. Sure, yeah. and this is what like shits me about things like the whole pro-life movement and stuff. I'm like. I'm all for reducing abortion simply because I don't think they should be needed if people have access to sex education and contraceptives and all that sort of thing. But then I'm like, if maybe help people like after they've given birth as well, they seem to really be only concerned with the life up until it's born. And, and then I'm just it's like, like, well, and then yeah, like, yeah. Whatever. okay, so you're not like, <laughs> there, like you want like, this woman to bring the fetus to birth, yeah. like if it has defects, but you're not going to give her the healthcare to deal with it all. And like, right. you know, that kind of thing. I'm like, they're so concerned with regulating behavior instead of understanding the situation and yeah. helping <laughs> to a point where Africa, uh, the continent with the highest number of HIV or, you know, um, mm. people suffering from HIV, uh, WHO invests millions of dollars mm. in providing free condoms and contraceptives. Sure. Guess where they all ended up? In the bin? In the bin, yeah. Yeah, in the landfills. They had a huge condom problem in the landfills because the religion was just so overpowering mm. and stopped them from using it. And this is where education comes That's what in. I was about to say. Education yeah. is like so important. The education, so we, I didn't know what a vagina was until I was 13, even though I have one. Dude, <laughs> when I... Wow. wow. I'm, yeah, not, yeah, I'm not joking. Discovery. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, what's this? No, but that's the real problem. I think the real problem is people are uneducated, mm. whether they have the opportunity or not. Yeah. 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 They're uneducated. That's, that's the real thing. And like, when you get to this age, that's when you start to decide if you want to get to know other people and, and other be things. educated yeah. and be educated. But there's just too many people in this world that you like what you said, yeah. Mish, like they don't want to mm. it makes them feel uncomfortable because unlearning is difficult. Oh, it is. Oh, yeah, like, oh my God, my peanut sized brain. I don't want it <laughs> yeah. to get a bit. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I think it's that's a, the thing. It's a that's lifelong thing to constantly relearn things and also yeah. like, it's tiring. It is it like is uni tiring. is tiring, like, but it's not yeah. just about the, the education in terms of like learning about other religions. It's about a better education. I feel as well about your own religion, right? Yeah, because definitely. I feel like yeah. what, what you've been taught, 
or what a lot of people have been taught about the own religion is like so narrow. It, yeah, it's so yeah. narrow. It's mm-hmm. so like sort of black and white. And yeah. like up and only until recently did I find out that like Mary from the Bible and mm-hmm. from the Quran. I'm pretty sure she makes an appearance in the Quran as well. Yeah. If I'm right, very much. She she wears cameo. Cameo something. Get started. She she wears a hijab, right? And that's. Mm. And that's also in the Bible as well that she does wear yeah, one. Yeah, there's a lot of similarities. And People don't realize that. And, yeah, but this right. is something that no one gets, no one gets told, yeah. right? So if you if you went to someone and you went, hey, how do you feel about hijabs? They're like, you know, and, and they were. They a shouldn't fanatic. be allowed to wear them. Yeah, and they're, they're fanatic. They're like, yeah. yeah, what the fuck? And you go, well, you know, did you know that Mary? Mary but even still, in all, mother, she, she in all like the cultural appearances of her, how she's drawn and like the nativity scenes and stuff, she has one that, on. Like, yeah, but people just yeah, but it looks different. Just, to yeah, them, right? they don't associate it's, it. It's like cognitive dissonance. Thing. Yeah, like, they know what it is, but they just choose not to think yeah, about it. It was never <laughs> a problem until now. You look at a lot of the, the, the freaking nuns. Hello, yeah, exactly. they don't show their hair. It, it's <laughs> kind of like the same thing. Not just that. Like go back to sixties or your all your retro actresses and stuff mm. they the scarf was a big thing i think it was a fashion yeah they yeah, had it around yeah, yeah. Right, right. and it, it was never looked down upon no. then but if the actress did that now holy shit, shit. like oh she could yeah yeah like they're making it's, a big fuss about Lindsay it's, Lohan it's, right now because yeah. she's moved yeah. to like dubai and <laughs> who's this her Lindsay Lohan. Okay. Yeah. But like, she's always saying like, like is she a Muslim now? Like, what does it fucking matter to you? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, literally, her freaking like, life. A shit. majority of Dubai's population isn't Muslim, and yeah, are all immigrants. Oh, yeah, true. they're all expats. It's like, but you pick on one person. Fair yeah. Dubai's well, she was a drug artist. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Come on now. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, and that's the problem, isn't it? Like, when when you have many religions, it does depend on the level of education that you're willing. Or that each religion is willing to give mm. to their followers about number one their own religion and number two about other yeah about the depth okay, of the other so religions back, as well. Back to that point, actually, Ming. So, like, my sister, she chose to be Muslim. Okay, this is very. She's very, very different to me. Her husband converted. Her oh, husband wow. is a Muslim. Also, they're raising their children like Muslims. And whenever I talk to her, she is always like. Because her, her life story is literally like a fucking fairy tale. I hate it. <laughs> so jealous of her. But she's been with her husband since she was 16. Wow. He was a Jehovah's Witness. His family was Jehovah's Witness. His parents were, whatever. And then when I ever ask, I ask her about it, because she's quite open. She's not like my mum. She's like, you know what? The thing is, we became closer because we explored religion together. Mm. Right. And that's when, like you said, meaning like, it's not only about finding out about other people. It's knowing yourself. Yeah. You know, and she, her and my brother-in-law really, really focused on that. And they, you know, at the end of the day, that's when they realized, oh, this is what we want to live our life by. Mm. But she's not like my parents. She's really, like, open to other people. She has Jewish friends, Christian friends, mm. like, everywhere, you know, like, but she still chooses to live her life that way and she doesn't like at times yeah well when we do discuss things she doesn't blame my parents for the way that they raised us Mm -hmm. because she knows it's more of a cultural thing Mm. because like indos are just intense as they are (laughs) you know (laughs) but yeah like it just depends on how you want to educate yourself Mm. yeah I think that's the most important thing and I think if you weren't educated by your parents or how you were raised it when once you've been on it 
become an adult, it is then up to you yeah, it is. to educate yourself. Yeah. And I understand, like, people have different circumstances. So p- some people can handle that, like, mentally and some people can't. And I'm, like, aware of that. But mostly I think the responsibility is on you. And if you're going to be yelling out about same-sex marriage can't happen, then you better know why you're saying it. Yeah, you right. Know? Yeah. Like, yeah. if you want to be getting into that kind of stuff, like, you need to educate yourself on both sides of the fence or find out yeah, every perspective you can. Otherwise, I'm like... Otherwise, you're not. Nah. <laughs> yeah, but they wouldn't, right? Because no one is questioning them. Um, a lot of people do. <laughs> yes, but they don't associate themselves with them. A lot of... Um, the good thing about Christianity, which I'm a lot more... Um, I don't know. I give it a... a I'm very harsh on my own religion. I'm more harsh on my own religion oh, yeah. than any other yeah. um, because I feel like I have no place criticizing other religions when there's so much bullshit going on in my no. own. <laughs> <laughs> um, but one of the things that I have seen improvement on is that there are lots of communities where they, they do encourage questioning and they encourage education and they don't say this is how things have to be. They're very open about it and they... they people who are homophobic in their views, they yeah. do get pushed back within their community. But then the problem is churches like my old church, what they would then do was they would isolate themselves from those other churches. So yeah. even within their own religion and even within their own denomination sometimes, yeah. churches will no. not associate with churches that have more progressive views if they're very conservative. I've, I've yeah. seen that happen as well. Mm. Um, the, the sect that used to run the chain of schools that I was a part, that our school was a part of, there's a disagreement between two of them and uh, two factions were formed within a matter of a year. Wow. Um, by the way, this sect or this organization that runs the school date back at least 70 years. Jesus. 70 years they've been good and it took them one disagreement to and what was the disagreement about I think it was a matter of um, okay this is where it get in- gets interesting because the disagreement actually stemmed from financial things mm. um, okay one of the trustees uh, or, or the biggest donators of the fund didn't agree with something from the other um, the people who were disagreeing and that led to a fraction being formed between all of them. Yeah. And it's financial. Yeah, be- just because been, I mean, since when does religion care about that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> especially especially um, from what I understand with Hinduism, well, a large part of it is that isn't the whole concept that uh, like things like money and worldly possessions, that kind of stuff, is it's all inconsequential. Like, that yeah. doesn't matter. It's all about the karma, right? Like, you do good and... It's- I think eventually, um, yeah, and, and and I think Hinduism, I think Hinduism is a very interesting. I don't like to call it religion, but I think it, I think it's great. The good thing up until now, now it's not that good because I think in India, what's happening is like like I said, all these policing. Yeah. But apart from that, I've respected, even though I don't follow a certain religion, but I've respected Hinduism and Buddhism just because of one thing, which is. They don't enforce people. Or there's mm-hmm. never been a, a drive from them to to get more sort of... There's never been a recruitment. Like, you never say, see a Buddhist person going, you have to be a Buddhist to hang out mm-hmm. with me or to Like, go forth into the world. And exactly. So, right. in regards yeah. to Buddhism and Hinduism, though, like, do they allow different religions to marry? Um, it's... Ideally, I think it's come down to a point in India now where 
the modernization has caught up so much that people are cool with it. Okay. Like my parents, they 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 it started out as like you'll get arranged marriage because that's how we do it in Hinduism, and you'd marry a girl, not not only a girl who's just Hindu, but who's a the same tribe or caste as ours right. sure sure um and that was very important and still is to a lot of people but it's come to a point now where just um i think youngsters in this generation has sort of just like being like no we don't care mm. um and there's a good change happening but it's very sort of localized to certain areas um but for me example parents wanted me to get arranged marriage all my life but ever since I was 18, I've been like sort of constantly telling them, like, it's not happening, it's not happening, it's not happening. <laughs> <laughs> a reminder every week that it's not happening. And now they're to a point where they're just like, you know what, you can actually do whatever you want. Score. Yeah, persistence yeah. pays off. Exactly. Yeah. We, don't, we don't really care. I'm like, look, you guys were arranged married, you know, like blah, blah, blah. Like it, it's, not a, it, it's not a set thing. Like, it's not mm. necessarily the best option sure you tell me that I can't talk to a stranger then you suddenly marry me to one when I'm <laughs> through that yeah. <laughs> now I'm just like <laughs> that makes no sense to me yeah. so I will they have been forced to reconsider everything they believe in because fortunately I have been um, very sort of uh, you know good enough to form my own arguments and, and pose questions that they mm. never have answered to yeah the moment I pose a question that they don't have an answer to, they're like, maybe he's right. But not all the kids. Uh, and I had to do that because I was the oldest uh, person in my family, uh, among all the siblings and sure. kids and cousins. And I was just like, if I don't take a stand against this, everyone's going to be forced to uh, so, uh, to do something. So if I get arranged marriage, everyone's going to have to do that. If I, you know, like be a vegetarian all my life, everyone else is going to be forced Jeez. to get Yeah. So I was just like, I'm going to do it more for them rather than me because, yeah, sure, I'll get arranged marriage, but that means they would never get a choice. Yeah. Now, yeah, because, I made it, cause, because I chose to sort of be an outlier, every time my siblings or cousins are forced to do something, they're just like, yeah, but what about crew? Yeah. <laughs> you know? And suddenly all arguments become null and void. So that's why it was important to do that. But again, it's a personal... It's, it's yeah. a personal thing. You know, not all families are cool with it. Mm. Yeah. I was like, what's the worst that can happen? You will cut me off. You will disown me. Like, I wouldn't get a, you know, your, your wealth or whatever. Yeah. I was like, it's not even that much. My dad's like, it is a lot. And I was like, no, it's not. I think I can make, I'm like, I think I can make more on my own. Like, I don't need your money. <laughs> so that was like the biggest fear, right? Like, mm. they will disown you design, if you yeah. don't listen to them. And I'm just like, I'm not afraid of it. Yeah. Mm. So as, as soon as you take away the fear, then it yeah. becomes like, exactly. it, it's the level playing field, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. not being afraid is... is it would be a big thing in terms of being progressive in religion mm. as well. Definitely. Like, it yeah. takes a lot of people to risk being disowned by their communities and their families it's, to it's not easy. effect change. Yeah. It's not easy being an outlier. Mm. And you know that because you chose to disagree with your family yeah. and stuff. It was Fortunately, easy. they follow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, lucky for you. Yeah, like, a yeah. lot of my friends don't have that um, privilege of yeah. their um, parents reconsidering based exactly. on conversations. Like, they were like... Renata's parents, they just don't even want to talk about it. Don't want to that's hear about the thing, it. That's the problem, I guess, with, with my family, hey. Yeah. Because I'm still in, like, this weird, in the middle. Like, they mm. can see it happening, but they're so just not going to accept it. Muslim yeah. limbo. It's like yeah, that I'm with, in, like, pretty much I, all my friends. Yeah, I'm in, I am in Muslim limbo. And, like, the thing 
Limdo. 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 Um, the thing with my family, though, is that, like, my siblings did choose to be Muslims. My brother mm. is intense. Right. You know, like, so... Do you, so, do you think if they would have, you know, set a strong foot to start with? Well, in all honesty, though, like, my sister always jokes about how I've got it so easy because she fought my battles for me, in a sense, where she always questioned my parents and all this stuff. But when you consider that, it's not really, like, viable because my age gap is humongous. Mm-hmm. And I think they just got to the age where it's like, fucking, I don't give a shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> just do what you want, you know? That's how they are now. But, yeah, I don't know what, what my life would be like if I just turned around and was like, mm. bye. Yeah. Bye, Felicia. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I don't think... I don't think I would have it as I think it does help to well. have someone pay you know away. Yeah, no, and you know what, Korea is like, they probably respect you more because you're a guy. I'm a freaking yeah. chick. If I go out and like move out or whatever, do whatever I want, they're going to be like, don't come back. Yeah, yeah. Look, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's if very I was different. a girl. Like, the gender really changes things. Mm, Trust it me. Really I, does. I don't, I don't it really does. It does. Don't give no, me that shit. It really like, it's already ingrained to society. No. <laughs> don't. But, okay, here's the thing. My sister, I can respect her for standing up for herself every time in front of my parents. But it is true. She gets her confidence because she knows that I support her. Exactly. Mm. It but is I don't have that If you hadn't paved the way and she yeah. tried to yeah. go off on her own and do her own thing... Would it have been it's easier weird. for her, or would it have been be harder? So much harder okay. for her. <laughs> I'll give you an example. If I didn't voice out my sister, mm. who is eighteen, turning nineteen, yeah, um, she's had about three or four arranged marriage proposals. Jeez, oh, my parents almost got her married a lot of times. Like they were just like, oh, and I'm just like, here's what's gonna happen. Wow. You're gonna listen to her, and if she says no, you don't marry. You don't marry yeah. her to anyone, and they're just like, yeah, but like, why? But here's the thing: what I've done again, okay. I have my family is actually scared of me. So <laughs> I use that fear mongering to drive my own agenda as well. I was just like, okay, you 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 you're gonna force her to marry someone? I'll sort of come back and like you know, like I because I've got shit on all of them. Where did this come from? Do you want religion or no religion too? I, I my family fear me, I am God. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, it's just like no, because Look, I had to resort to this because I was just like, gotta make sure that my 19-year-old sister doesn't get married to some guy in Dubai. So if she had tried to do that herself and you weren't there to step in, yeah. would she have been forced to be married? But that's what I yes. mean. Like, okay. I and don't that's what we're have talking about. Like, my older brother is not like you. My older brother literally sends me things like, fear Allah, otherwise this is going to happen. I'm like, can you fuck off? Just trying to live my fucking life here. I don't even live in Perth. (laughs) Sending messages like, "This is what hell looks like." I'm like, "Fuck!" That's just a map of Rockingham. What are you talking about? (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? They're like, it is. It comes down to your support system. And at the end of the day, like my sister will always love me, and you know, but she will always disagree with me. My brother is not supportive of my yeah. non-religious beliefs he's constantly like yeah. before you go on your exam make sure you do this surah it will, it will give you so much like you'll you'll do really well like Allah, Allah will support you I'm like you <laughs> fuck off <laughs> like look if I fail it's because I didn't fucking study alright like, yeah, exactly. consequences natural consequences natural consequences that's I it. didn't do accounting 101 like come on Jesus <laughs> no I think it's true like but I've been using this fear mongering to the advantage because I'm like otherwise the religion gets pushed 
pushed to the extreme on kids, mm. which shouldn't happen. To nope. a point where FaceTime calls between me and my family are now called the Court of Cronau. <laughs> no way. <laughs> yep, so that's good. amazing, actually. Yep. So my sister goes. Court so my sister, my sister would tell my parents like, "Oh, do you want to stop me from doing that? He's coming online at 8 p.m. We'll talk about it." And I was just <laughs> like, "All right, what's up?" And then I sit them down and I feel like I'm the head of the family. And I go, oh, "That's amazing." Why don't you be a better parent by doing this? Why don't you be a better parent? Oh damn! Um, yeah, but someone had to do it, right? Mm-hmm. Like otherwise, religion agendas get pushed. Yep. Yeah. The funny thing is, the thing that interests me about. I don't know how it is with Hinduism or Islam, but yeah. the Christianity and all the different dom- denominations, they're generally based around a central premise of Jesus is the Messiah, he came to earth, died for our sins, so we could be we could access heaven. Because before, in the Old Testament, they had to do all these rituals and stuff like that in order to cleanse themselves of their sin. Because And that's what Jesus came to do. He shed his blood on the cross. And so we didn't have to do all those rituals like killing calf and all that kind of stuff again. All we had to do was accept so his grace. It's weird because Islam yeah. does that. We have yeah. a month dedicated to killing calf, yeah. like to so, killing so lambs. The whole purpose of Jesus was we, we don't, don't have to do that anymore. Yeah, even butter. Yeah, we don't have to. Like the whole purpose of Jesus being the whole like center of our religion is that we don't have to do all those things anymore. So therefore, it stops becoming about actions and starts becoming about grace and forgiveness. And if we ask Jesus to forgive our sins, he will forgive them because he's already done all the stuff that we would have had to do otherwise so we could have salvation. So the thing that shits me about Christianity is like, at least the modern way it's manifested, is that it's become all about actions. And I'm like, isn't this the opposite of the whole purpose of what Jesus did where our actions become so important that it is the difference between going to heaven and hell. But isn't that why Jesus died for us? So We could do whatever we, we want. Yeah, well, you don't want to, like, it's this whole thing of, like, and that's where the whole idea of natural consequence comes in, where Jesus, if we do something wrong, he's not going to save us from the natural consequence of mm. our action. That's just how the world works, how God created mm. it to be. Mm. But it does mean that if we ask forgiveness for doing those wrong things, it's not going to prevent us from going to heaven. But yet, the the weight that is placed on actions, it's yeah. like we never went through this whole grace thing. Like, what was even the purpose of Jesus? Yeah, sure. So yeah. much is based on, well, you can't be homosexual because, and we're going to eject you from our community if you are because we can't be contaminated by that sin or whatever. I'm like, even if it is a sin, which I don't believe it is, but even if it is, isn't it up to that person to square that out with God? Yeah, it's exactly. not your person. Right. It's not exactly. your exactly. role to tell them yeah. whether it's right or wrong or how to live their life. That's for them to square up with God yeah. personally. Maybe I just want to check you know, out what hell looks exactly. like. No, no, but that's the thing. So. Though, like, a lot of Muslims that I've met, like my sister, for example, a lot of my cousins as well, they're the type of people that are like, I don't care how other people live mm. because at the end of the day, we all should fear Allah. Either, right. Even if he is like... God, or if he's like whatever he is, mm. there's only one person to fear in this life, yeah, and that's what I guess I appreciate about it. But at the end of the day, like, I don't believe it. Mm. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm like that, I'm like, I don't want to ever tell other people how to live their lives because for me, I'll work out how I want to live in my own personal relationship with God, which is sort of like whatever at the moment. But in general, like, what bugs me the most about what Christianity does, they make it so much about policing other people's actions, yeah. And whether or not, like, keeping everyone on track. I'm like, 
I thought the focus wasn't meant to be on our actions. It was meant to be on God's grace, and that's what we're trying to share. And that's the whole push for evangelism is to share God's love, not, okay, oh, God loves you, now do all these things. It's just like, that's not how it's meant to work. Here's the thing. Um, Shouldn't God's love be unconditional? It's meant to be. It is meant to be, yeah. I think they they changed it because it's like, (laughs) we don't want you to do stupid shit. It's not going to be unconditional. And then they made it all about control and they make us feel like it's it's conditional, even though it is unconditional. But what they also do is like they they say, oh, God's love is unconditional. He's going to love you even if you do stupid shit, but they will enforce punishments on you. They'll eject you from their community. Like God loves you. you. But God we're not going God to. God loves you, but don't fuck up. Yeah, like God no, no, loves no, no, you, but we're not going to. God loves you, except if you're a homosexual. Yeah, Or exactly. if you do an abortion. Or if you do this. Yeah, you know, that, yeah it feels like that. And it's, it pisses me off, because I'm like, yeah. they're bastardizing my faith. Because the reason I still consider myself a Christian to some extent is because of that core belief of, if God exists, then he sent his son to die for us. So we didn't have to do rituals and... Because the whole Old Testament is all about, other than the history, it's all about what you can and can't do, and there's really strict rules about it. And um, God's uh, Jesus dying for us is meant to erase all that and be like, okay, you don't have to do these rituals to cleanse from all these sins. Yeah. And there's a whole big list of them. So, yeah, it just bugs me because I'm like, this is not what my faith was it's supposed to be and yeah. that's why I kind of moved away from that fundamentalist policing other people's actions yeah. and making God's love conditional or at least making his salvation it's, conditional it's interesting because people pick and choose like what's mm. convenient yeah. for them oh, yeah. hating gays is okay but yeah we'll eat but oysters. divorce is fine oh we'll eat oysters divorce yeah, is fine exactly. yeah, yeah stuff like because like in the bible like you're meant Where's to stone so, you meant to like stone someone yeah. who's and also, like, what's really fucked up, they have really fucked up laws. Like, if a man raped a woman, then she would be forced to marry him, otherwise she'd be put to death or something like that. But that because because she was only property, and the problem with wow. rape wasn't that she was raped, it was that this guy had messed up this man's property, her, who was her father, because he owned wow. the woman legally. So it's all fucked up. I'm like, this is what we got rid of. <laughs> So why are you trying to put it back? So messed <laughs> yeah, up. like it was really like it's really messed up. So yeah, the Bible like it's one of the most fucked up texts. Like some of the things yeah. like and even like the armies that God did like you know the whole like Moses thing with the Exodus of Egypt and the ten plagues and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have you even like considered the plagues? Like he he went and sent his angel of death to kill all the firstborns of all the Egyptians. I'm That's like, pretty shitty to things <laughs> Like I remember watching like that Exodus movie or whatever it was because I already knew about the whole thing but it made me really think of it. I'm like, that is fucked up. Like, like, God, like literally sends him to kill all these the, kids. Yeah, like, a lot of this incident, but abortion is wrong. Though. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but no, this is what I find. Like, <laughs> yeah. And like, for example, they're like, oh, well, you know, like all these incidences that you hear about, like, oh, he flooded the world. Mm, or he literally killed, killed the, everyone. Killed, killed everyone. The, yeah, and it's like, God's a real passive-aggressive oh. guy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, honestly, it makes more sense how Hinduism has the three and they each have a different purpose because God is does everything. Mm. He's meant to be both forgiving and loving and yet he will literally murder the whole world and start over if he doesn't like how things have turned out. And mm. he's sort of just like, Jesus, like, how am I supposed to reconcile these yeah. two things in my head of this really vengeful God yeah. 
and the loving one that's like how are they the same yeah. and we're meant to just like be able to fit that in our head and it just doesn't but, seem but, to work okay i like this contrast <laughs> like you said you know um can't have abortion and stuff um these conventional american people who have sort of like taken up taken it upon themselves to like yeah. protect christianity <laughs> and go, every life is important You know, like, no abortion. Except for gay lives. No, no, they no, can no, just no. go kill them. No, they're like, what if the kids that they didn't abort ended up gay? Yeah. Then what? That's on you, bitch. <laughs> no, no, no. It's even more interesting because they're like, usually the people who are opposing abortion stuff, the, uh, the, you know, the, the conventional minded mm. people, they're also the ones who want, like, gun laws and stuff. They so. want gun laws. Yes. They don't want so, welfare. They don't want universal yeah. health care. And you're like, so basically, what do you want? Every life. <laughs> are you a woman? <laughs> tell me what you want. <laughs> Help. What do you want to eat? Just tell me. <laughs> It's not that simple. Chicken nuggets. <laughs> always, always chicken nuggets. <laughs> Burritos. But it's like every life is important. Unless... It's on my property, and then I can shoot you with my assault rifle. You it's know, just like, unless it's unless it's black, and then it can, black, and then yeah. the police can shoot them. It's fine. Oh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we have a task for taking care of that. <laughs> oh, Jesus, God. yeah, it's just it's 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 yeah. I think that's dangerous. People the, picking the and choosing hypocrisy present in Christianity blows my mind. Sometimes I'm just like, how, how can you people it, exist? with your minds like working that way like how, how do you it, actually live yeah. and how <laughs> does it all go unquestioned yeah but i was one of those hypocritical people and you just like i just accepted anything i was told and you literally just ignore information that opposes your worldview so yeah. if some if you find this come across this piece of information either someone tells you or you read it that openly contradicts what you think and mm. and makes you aware of your hypocrisy you just bury your head back in the sand like you just ignore it it's be crazy. an ostrich be an ostrich the, the, the yeah. whole thing about putting your head in the sand is interesting to me because with the whole policing right in mm. terms of people that are super fanatical mm. and they feel like it's their duty to yeah. police others and make sure that they follow essentially like the rules I feel like they have too much free time well it's not just that <laughs> right? like it doesn't that show a lack of faith right because yeah. if 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 exactly why is there a need to police people if if you know God is going to punish you if yeah. you do the wrong thing then exactly then, yeah, hey, fuck, let, let God punish them why exactly. why why punish them yourself that's why like. why punch them in the face when God is going yeah. to kill their first exactly. one anyway you know like just let <laughs> God do exactly his thing that's exactly what I think I'm like it shows that God's been compared exactly I'm like their control over try like their their sense of control of needing to control how everyone lives it does show a lack of faith because they should leave that up to God. That's what he's there for. And Christianity, at least the, the type that I was taught, it's meant to be a personal relationship between you and God. You don't need a priest or anything to intercept that. Like, it's just you and God and you sort it out between yourselves. And yet pastors and stuff, they often turn into the role of priest to like try and intercept and tell you, you say, oh, I, I believe that I heard this from God. Yeah. And they're like, oh, okay, yeah, you might have heard that, but I heard this and because I'm higher up in the theological food chain yeah. my opinion is more right than yours and it's yeah. like it turns into something it's not meant to be and yeah complete lack of faith and it's not that's yeah. not like it's not how it works <laughs> it's just yeah, yeah it's crazy that's the the one biggest thing about our religion is the the jarring nature of blind faith that someone mm. will blindly believe in what they've been told about religion but they don't put all that stock into believing that because there's a fear right that mm. maybe if I don't do this that maybe God won't punish them yeah right mm. like if I, if I don't make sure that 
you know, my son or daughter does this, then hey, what what if God doesn't punish them? Right? Yeah. Like then I, don't think I that's have what it is, I, though. I, I have mean, to do it, right? Like no. No, no, because if because, because, because if it was even though my parents are a bit crazy, you know, they do it because they care about me. Yeah, not well, because they want to punish me. Yeah, it's, it's that's the, the last thing that they want. I think to what do. Meng was saying was that, like, when people, for example, if uh, the classic example if is if a religious couple find out that one of their um, children is gay, and what their general concern is is not so much that it's wrong and I need to stay away from this morality. It's that. They believe that because they're gay, they're going to go to hell, yeah, and they want to save them. Yeah, they want to save them from that. Yeah, that's what they're afraid of. Is and that's pretty much why we were raised the way we were. It was it was all about protection because exactly. all of my friends' parents they were all kind of grown up in various situations, but they generally had fairly crazy times. So they all became converted to Christianity and converged in this one place that fed their need to protect their children from the mm. same life. Because they didn't want them to They didn't want them to go through the same, same thing. So they went, of course they went to the opposite extreme and it didn't turn out much better. But the whole, the, the motivation was love and protection. Exactly. It doesn't change the impact, but it does help you understand um, where that person is coming from. And like when my friends disagree with me and they're like, you know, I believe your lifestyle, it, it's not going to lead you in a good place. Yeah. I know they're saying it out of concern, <clears throat> Um, so gen- I generally accept it in the sense of like I let them say it and I don't like believe it but yeah. <laughs> you know it's just because I know that it's out of if it's some random person who doesn't even know me I don't believe that they're concerned yeah, for yeah, my well-being yeah. like some crazy guy writing to me on the internet like feminism is cancer or some shit I'm like, <laughs> I don't even care but when it's someone who you know is your family or friend or something like that when they often when they disagree with your lifestyle, it's out of concern, not because they want to be right and this is how it is. Sure, sure. They police out of love, but I just don't think it's the right way to do it. (laughs) I think there's more effective ways to um, help your your children. Especially when policing (laughs) means you're essentially saying sacrifice your own happiness. Because what if kissing other boys does make me happy at a young age, right? Like So um, policing your own actions to go okay sacrifice your happiness now because you know yeah. when you're dead you, if you do all the right things you're going to be happy forever and especially it's when like it comes eternal eternal happiness, it, eternal happiness it's right. like let's be depressed now because yeah. you can be real happy but that's yeah. the thing that comes like and that's the thing that really like one of the things i get most pissed off about is how a lot of the christians treat um lgbt people is because they have the highest suicide and depression and anxiety yeah. rates out of any demographic yeah, no reasons, because right? of how they're treated and yeah. because it's it's one thing to say oh i like to go have sex with random guys that's a lifestyle thing that i've chosen but when it comes to who you are your sexual or gender orientation that's not really that's not something you can change so for them like when people say to a homosexual person they're not saying what you're doing is wrong they're saying who you are is wrong yeah. and that's yeah. a big I'm, call to make for example i've heard horrible things in india i've mm. heard people say things such as that person has the illness of yeah. Right, yeah, like they think it's a mental yeah. disorder a or yes yeah. and i'm just like what are you talking yeah. about yeah, I actually got in this argument with this guy um, on Facebook about... He, he was, like, saying that... Why would you entertain home, that? Uh, like, I only entertained it for, like, one comment. Because yeah, he was yeah. saying that, um, like, being LGBT is a mental disorder. And that's why they have oh. higher rates of depression and all that. You're a mental And I'm like... Yeah, no. you're a mental disorder. Yeah, I'm like, no, no. You're a <laughs> and I, like, sent him all these links to the American Psychological Association. Oh, no, I actually went through <laughs> yeah. that thread. And I was like, 
I'm like, fuck up. you. And then he, and and then then he literally... He did He, he stopped replying. Oh, he replied, but he literally just ignored everything I said and Jeez. just kept saying, I'm like, I'm literally giving you overwhelming scientific evidence and he's just deciding to ignore it. Like, people will go crazy on that. Like, they just completely ignore scientific evidence until it backs up what they already believe. Like, that's not how science works. <laughs> here's why I think if there was one religion that the world should have, I think it should be science. Yeah, I agree. The reason behind that is not only science progressing the world and religion is holding it back because science should be the only religion because it's the only belief system or whatever you may call it. It's based on fact. Not not just that, but it's the only one that that admits when it's wrong. Yeah, it admits when it's wrong. It encourages questioning. It's based upon questioning. It can't go anywhere if you don't question. Mm. The only thing is you do need things like the Nuremberg Nuremberg codes and stuff like that. Otherwise, you get like the fucked up Nazi experiments and stuff. But as long as there's regulation, science is, yeah, you know... (laughs) We do need some. Yeah. <laughs> so, but would that not be it? So, if 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 we had no religion at all, would then science just not be it? Would that just not yeah, be the, the, just the form of belief that people would yeah, have? Yeah. It okay. would be to question everything. That, here's the thing. All the that's, time. Again, that's interesting because in the previous history as we know it, uh, the biggest funding has come due to either military or religion. Mm. And that has led to scientific developments. Yeah. And it's kind of like... It's, it's, it's a conundrum that you can't really resolve. Mm. If we had the world believing in science from the very beginning, it would be great. Sure. But there have been instances in the past where uh, sort of... You know, a culture is defined by its religion and then that culture or that particular settlement or civilization has contributed to science like mm, the, it's a the, cycle yeah the Arabic contribution to, mm. to you know math geometry yeah. and a lot of scientific advancements is important but then that whole culture was shaped by a single religion yeah and I also think that if religion didn't exist something else would take its place because science can't happen without money to fund it yeah. and I think like capitalism would be um, you know that yeah. could be the, yeah, yeah, yeah. the religion in a sense this oh, is right. what everyone sure. want to live and in that's like, like that exactly yeah. and that's like and that's corrupt anyway. Because I feel like... <laughs> what about... Sorry. Okay. Oh, no, I feel like with religion, like, even though you might suggest that science is should be the one religion if we only had one, mm. from my point of view, religion is based upon faith. Yeah. You know, it gives fact. people hope. Well, yeah. You know, that's that's how I see it. Maybe that's just an optimistic mm. thing. Yep. Yeah, even it though is I'm, based even upon though I'm faith. Not, even though yeah. I'm not religious, like, I can totally see why. Like, I've heard yeah. stories about, you know, ex, like, she's not an ex-family member, she's still a family member, but she was a Muslim, and apparently she had this dream, and Jesus came into it, and was like, because her daughter was sick, mm. and was like, if you convert into Catholicism, your daughter will be saved. Literally. This came out of her, her mouth. And she converted straight away, and her daughter got better. Mm. Like, there's instances where that's it's like, interesting. Yeah, where? There's no, look, okay, I, I'm this, wondering this about the, the, the cause no, and effect no, of that. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's a bit like the streamer syndrome. Is it it's not relational like, causation. Yeah, it's not yeah. that like I fully believe that, but it's mm. just like that's why people believe yeah. in religion because you come into this point in your life where you just feel so dark and sad. And it sort of lifts you mm. up. Yeah, look, yeah, it's 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 a little bit like like if you're constantly your questioning own. things, like you'll just get into this freaking hole of like, yeah. mm, what's the meaning of life? I'll never fucking know. You well, know? you can't know anyway. Even exactly. No, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> but, 
it's a bit like reading your horoscope, right? Like you read oh it. Oh my god, it's I love that shit. Literally, I read daily horoscope. Oh, who's going to be the love of my life today? <laughs> <laughs> but you read it, and you and you sort of be, uh, and then you perceive things selectively because mm. you've just read something. Yeah. And you have this ingrained mm. belief. It's vague on purpose. It's yeah. vague on purpose. Yeah. And and you know it's it's a bit like uh, what's that term? Um, they use it in in treatments. Oh, I can't remember it now. Holy shit! It's like is it because of the treatment or is it because oh the cause oh. and effect? So it's sort of like wait, wait, wait. there's another the, name. There's another yeah, There's a name for it. Are you talking oh. about the diagnosis? No. no, 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 no. It's like a like it's it's like I can picture it in my head. It's like a ball, and it like rolls down the hill. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> the um. This Quite. is hell. You it's mean like a placebo? Yes. Placebo. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a ball and it rolls down a hill. Yeah, yeah when you placebo. believe it, it happens. Yeah, sure, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's well. Yeah. That's exactly it. Because uh, you know, that's and that's the thing, right? It's because you, in terms of like that example where your family friend went, okay, I had that dream, and then oh. I converted and her daughter got better. At that point in time, it's because she followed one. She followed that path. But if she had stopped and went, okay, wait, let's test this. Mm. Yeah, I believe that my daughter. Right? I believe that my was a daughter. Yeah, her daughter. I believe my daughter would get better if oh. I flip a coin and it lands on heads. Mm. She could have done that. Mm. Okay. But but then but then what what happens in that situation, well, right? Like that would if 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 you flip the head and it lands on heads and she gets better, then what? What this coin now becomes your deity? Like it's just like my dream was bullshit. That's how, yeah, no, that's how they would justify it. You know what's interesting to me is that as. Um, Meng was saying that example. That's like how um, OCD works. Is you have uh, this obsessive compulsion uh, where um, yeah, you think <laughs> if I do these things, this won't happen, and it's a compulsion because mm. if if I switch my light three times, the electrical circuits in the house won't um, spark and cause a fire. Like that's how it works. So I'm not saying that it's the same thing, but I was just like that just was really interesting to me. I'm like, if you base everything on, if I do this, then this will happen without having any proof of not testing it. And when you work with someone who has OCD, that's what you have to do is you have to expose them to the situation saying, okay, let's not do it and see what happens. Yes. And I think it works. Yeah. And so that's what you'd kind of have to do in a situation like that. I mean, you wouldn't want to risk it with like your daughter's life or something, but (laughs) maybe if the stakes weren't so high, you're like, okay, I got that dream. But what if I don't do anything? What if I just stay Muslim? And then what if she lived? You don't know. Um, like, you know, it's not really... Malcolm, it's hard to tell. <laughs> Malcolm Gladwell, in, in his book, David and Goliath, mentions this very good thing, which is basically like, once you have faced the consequence, mm. you are not afraid of it anymore. Yeah. Well, that's it's like, like that's the basis of like yeah. exposure therapy with anxiety. And yeah. Things like. For example, um, I've had three close to four near-death experiences and my mother thinks that it's her prayers that have kept me alive. Mm. So, um, people just believe what they want to believe. Yeah. In. Yeah. 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 So, <sighs> right. So, <laughs> at, at the end of the day, okay, now, I sort of follow the same sort of line as you, Karu, when you say that there should be a multitude of religions because at the end of the day, um, people should have something to believe in, I guess. Like, when when, when like when all else, like, apart, I guess, like, in spite of everything else, there should be some sort of belief, no matter what that belief should be, that you have within yourself. Um, 
but I believe that you know that's something that you should hold close to yourself. It's not something that you should impart. Or yeah. like, feel like oh, you have yeah. to force that's that. Pretty much how I live my life. Like, right. I'll yeah. believe what I want. I'm not going right. to enforce that on anyone. Yeah. 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 However, the question is: Would you rather one religion or no religion? Um, I so, would say no, simply say just no right now just to say well, just yeah. a, one because I'm like biased against religion, and two. Just to see, like, if you could do the world over again, civilization over again, just to see how it would be without it. Like, just to see if humanity could actually, um, w- if it could actually work Survive. that way. Yeah, like, if the, if the psyche of being a human, could, if it, that could actually be sustainable. So, yeah, I'd choose no religion. No. I would choose no religion, too, because I believe in choice. Mm. Because, like, you and I, Mish, like, we didn't have the option. Yeah. Literally, we were born, and, like, there you go. You're mm-hmm. a Muslim, you're a Christian. Now exactly. Now, your life, you know, it's... Yeah. I don't... Like, I wouldn't, I I wouldn't want to be born in a world yeah. saying, everyone's Muslim, this is how it is, and be like, what, so I don't get a choice? Like, yeah. what's the, the other thing. option? There are no other options. Like, I, I would want, like that. You want yeah. choice. <laughs> you want to be able to make your own decisions, and mm. you want to explore other things. Like, I feel sorry for the people that don't get to live their lives that mm. way. So I would go with no religion just so people would be able to do what they want to. Even yeah, if it's bad, yeah, I yeah. think the majority of people know what's bad and what's mm. good. Yeah, exactly. So I'd go with no religion too. What about you, Kru? I'd say, yeah, I mean, no religion because um, I don't think any belief is important enough to be given that much validation mm. and that much power yeah. without being questioned. Yeah. Sure. That's, that, I mean... Because to be questioned, if it's going to be questionable, there needs to be another option. Yes. Yeah. Um, so if there is no other option, there's nothing to question. And that just doesn't sit right with me. In, a, in, in, in CBE space, which is countering violent extremism, mm. giving someone an option mm. is a very important thing as yeah. well. So uh, I think it's important, but at the same time, don't don't give it that much power and validation without mm. it being questioned. I mean, you can't do a lot of everyday things without questioning, mm. but you would let your life be dictated by something that is so unquestioned. I think yeah. that's just not progressive. Yep, yeah, sure. exactly. Yeah, or realistic. <laughs> yeah. Oh, thank you. So I think that's a four for four. Cool. Um, for no religion rather than one whole religion. Wow. Yeah. Thanks a lot, guys. Um, that was actually a really, really good discussion. Yeah, um, I enjoyed I it. for a very long time. <laughs> <laughs> so for the rest of you listening, as always, you can follow us um, on Facebook at Wood Rude Rather, um, on Twitter at Wood Rude Rather, as well as on Instagram, Wood Rude Rather Official. All episodes will be up and available on the website as well as iTunes and anywhere else you get your podcast from. So until then, catch you later. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. Toodles. <laughs> <laughs>